on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Matt and Nick got a Bad Batch-sized present in the form of a new trailer and details for the show's premiere, so you know they'll spew some hot air over that content. They'll then talk about Sebastian Stan's call to Mark Hamill in regards to the Luke Skywalker character and if he'll ever play him. If that's not enough, they'll riff on the official Kenobi cast list and some new and or set leaks. Of course, they'll also honor the fans with Question of the Week responses, a Battle Bracket update, in this week's top five Star Wars fan artist features, which happens to be a plus one. Punch it, Chewie! Everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Star Wars Time Show. And no, I am not having a stroke. Just moving a little slow today. I don't know. I was talking to Nick earlier. I don't quite have the same amount of piss and vinegar in my veins that I usually have at this point in time during a week to get ready for the Star Wars time show. <laughs> uh, just just not really feeling it, Nick. I don't know what's going on. Maybe I uh, woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Maybe it's the fact that we, we can't increase our audience to save our lives. But just was, just was not really feeling up for the show today. Maybe it was the Bad Batch trailer caught me by, you know, caught yeah, me off that, guard. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. I mean, we're in a content lull, too. You know, we've been outside of the Mando for a little bit. We don't have any Star Wars stuff until... You know, for for another month, May the fourth, for the the Bad Batch drop. Yeah. So we're we're yeah. in a bit of a Star Wars, you know, wasteland where it's that patch of highway where you go through where all you see is fucking desert or all you see is trees for like twenty miles, and yeah. it's just like, oh, get me out of this. Some, get some me into tumble a tumble weeds come, <laughs> you know, sh- they come flipping across the street, and we're just going, why are we here? What are we doing with our lives? <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I'm sure I'll pick it up. I know we have a lot of fun stuff to talk today. Thanks yeah. to that just kind of out of nowhere Bad Batch trailer to drop, which also let us know that Matt is in for a really, really long Star Wars day on May the 4th. Yeah, that's going to uh, be a bitch. I mean, Nick, I'll tell you what, I love getting new Star Wars content uh, just as much as the other Star Wars fanboys and girls out there, but... <laughs> Uh, for some reason, my Star Wars OCD in terms of I really feel the need to get my opinions out on something new Star Wars uh, or my life will end. It kind of ruins a lot of this type of stuff. I know. Right. It's like um, you, you I mean, you in particular, because, you know, you do the video breakdown and stuff like that. It's just, I just did it today for the trailer. Like there's yeah. no need to fucking break down. That yeah, we, we probably didn't need to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to episodes and stuff, you know, for the longtime listeners, you know that Matt does a full breakdown of each episode of mandalorian or whatever well, show that we're doing like that's going to be pretty hard for here's the, first the reason I, I i do kind of still keep it up even though even some of these breakdowns like the, the trailer breakdowns don't do shit but episode breakdowns do all right a couple yeah. hundred sometimes in the thousands but the reason i i'm going to keep doing it for bad batch is because it's one of the only ways that we draw a a decent swath of new subscribers to youtube yeah, it, it seems anytime either the Mandos out there, Clone Wars, or hopefully on Bad Batch, if I start putting out my my stupid breakdowns of these cartoons, of these live action Star Wars shows, 
uh, we tend to pull in more subs on YouTube versus just doing our shitty weekly live stream of the Star <laughs> Wars Time Show. So, um, yeah, I'll get into it. Kingdom of Weird, he's trying to stoke me by saying Boba Fett was a badass in the original trilogy. No, that, that, he's trying to get you yeah, fired that, up. That, that no longer works. I, <laughs> I, I've, I've gotten over the whole Boba hate. I'm uh, Neo-Boba for life now. Uh, in fact, even in even in Swago, I, I've been playing the Jedi Master Luke event to try to get that asshole unlocked. Yeah, and, and that's a whole other. It, it's not like a paywall thing. It's just it's circle jerk shit, Nick. Yeah, you you have to grind your ass off just to get the opportunity to play for a Galactic Legend character like JML. And then once you get there and you can actually participate in the event, you have to grind event currency to play them. And you're not guaranteed to win the damn event. I've already lost, I think, over 120 uh, uh, Galactic Legend currency with the fucking RNGs shit that happens in that game. Yeah, and that's kind of like what pushed me away from it is it's like it's clear now that they're kind of catering the game to to whales a bit like especially with like oh well these characters need to be relic eight these characters need to be and it's just oh, like for, for relic like eight like give yeah me a break like for for like free to play players and like if you it, you know obviously you don't have to have all of the new characters you can just play the you know do your daily grind and right get your bullshit and do whatever but like if you but without are, them you can't make any yeah you, you can't make any progress like you, yeah. you have to have some of these squads now or or you get zero yeah like so i'm like zero progress it's gotten to the point to where it's kind of like what happened with with strike force where it just felt like okay well now you're building the game for people who pay for it yeah. Which I mean makes sense for them. I know. You know I mean, they, I'm not they, like we're not idiots here. Like, oh, <laughs> free to play games. It's free, and I'm pissed. No, I, it's fucking free. It's just like, as Nick's saying, you you can tell that a lot of the new new events, new character releases are whale centric. Meaning they know the whales out there that that have no problem dropping three to five hundred dollars when a new character comes out are going to do it and they yeah. should they you got to make that money i mean i mean capital games or whoever the fuck works on this game they are they are uh paying a lot of humans a living wage healthcare yeah. benefits so great um but and if you can get the money get it clearly they can i, I know that we talked to a couple of the guys uh, at the Capital Games Galaxy of Heroes booth last time we were at Celebration which was 20 18 that was 19, the 19 it was the trust it was, was 29 oh yeah it was yep. 2019 it was yep. uh middle of 2019 so like we you know we what you know we talked to those guys and they're like yeah man game's doing great we, we have all these things planned and i think he told us that they have like almost 100 people working on the game now which is incredible for a mobile free-to-play mobile game um but you know when you have 100 people working there you got to pay 100 salaries right which so means you got to release 100 more galactic legends yeah, take, so take thousands of dollars to unlock uh, yeah. unless you just grind your ass off like me like me i'm probably going to get my first galactic legend about i think almost a year and a half after galactic legends were even uh, put into the game yeah, but i did I mean, have a point i didn't just go to swago just to go to it because i know nick doesn't really give a shit anymore it's not worth talking about on the show this ties all the way back to Kingdom of Weird's uh, baiting of me with, with <laughs> Boba. Boba is part of the Jedi Master Luke event. 
and they actually play on derpy boba and how much of a bozo he was in the original trilogy all right nick so yeah <laughs> he's wave two of a, a, a it's a two-wave fight the first wave it's you and r2 you're on jabba's uh sail barge as as jedi knight luke in the black suit you know fighting off the goons yep part two you're back on one of the skiffs and it's it's han chewy uh lando uh, no, yeah, Han, Chewie, Chewie Lando, and then probably Boba because Boba jumps onto it. No, right? well, he's he's who you're fighting. But here's yeah. the kicker, Nick: you're fighting a full squad. Yep. But all you have to do, I found out, is get Boba to low enough health, and it will auto kick into a cutscene <laughs> of him his jetpack fi- misfiring and then flying into the side of Jabba's sail barge. Nice. So it, not only is he a guaranteed bozo in the movies, in the game, they <laughs> made the, the yes the victory condition <laughs> is literally you only have to shoot the bozo out of the five uh, available enemies to kill. And when you do kill him, you don't even have to like get him low health. You just have to get him into the red and he'll auto die by flying into the side of a sail barge. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> no, yeah, that's Absolutely that's excellent fantastic. game design there by Capital Games. Well done. <laughs> well, another one, and I know everyone hates him because they're under or EA publishes the game, but and the intern pointed this out to me. It really was a nice touch. Uh, but in the game, I believe full Beskar Mando part of his uh, character design is having the child in the egg with him. Okay. Once Capital introduced the Dark Troopers as a character to the game, guess what happened? What? Grogu disappeared from his bassinet with that full Beskar Mando character. Oh, wow. It's just a slight little visual change, but it's like, hey. Yeah, he's he's no longer. These guys are actually fans yeah. of the show, too, even yeah. though they're stealing money from us Star Wars fans. Yeah. That's usually what happens is like, you know, you have the developers, like the actual coders and the designers and stuff like that. Like they are the fans. They care about the content. But then you have the publisher who is EA, right. who is who that's the money guy. Yeah, so they, they care pro- about the problem. bottom line. Yeah. Though, so they're like, hey. You know, when you released the GLR, Galactic Legend Ray and and Kylo, we saw a a big spike up there in the amount of money we got. So why don't you do some more of those and we get more spikes? (laughs) And, you know, that's kind of I mean, the last event that I kind of grinded out and did was the um, I did the the Malak, Darth Malak. So I have Darth Malak. But the problem with Malak is that like. They fuck you like that was when they started fking you with gas and Malik was they were like, oh, oh well, yeah, you, you did it. You the, did the whole event. You unlocked them, but you only get it. them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you only get them five star. Yeah. And now you have to grind out this other you have to grind out your your, um, you know, your galactic battles currency, which is like your your oh, territory yeah. wars and your territory battle currency to to spend on them to get them to seven star. And I was like, dude, this is so dumb. Like I just went through and got everybody that I needed up to seven star and whatever relic they needed to be at. I think at that point you didn't really need relic, but like no, I got no all this at sh- that point. Yeah. Like I got all this shit up to where I needed it to be. And I did, I did, you know, the <laughs> seven steps of the battle and beat it all seven times. Yeah, it don't matter. Then you got to spend your guild event currency. Yeah. Like, like, and I was like, like dude, come 60, on 60,000 or more. So I still play it. Uh, the guild I'm in, they're getting a little more serious. They may be kicking me out soon. Who knows? I don't know if the intern can shield me, but I, I kind of got yelled at this last uh, light side territory battle for the Kiata Mundi mission. 
Oh, did you not do it right? Apparently, no, I failed, and apparently my clones were not modded uh, properly, even though I've, I'm like four and one before this last one. But whatever, no, yeah, we'll a... move on. I, I, <laughs> I can tell the radio dials are turning here, but we are going to stick on kind of the games beat. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Just like random stuff. I mean, obviously, you know, we're huge fans of Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, so we had to we had to talk about this story that dropped <laughs> last week, even though it's not Star Wars related. But I, I think even in our, our Discord or, or Instagram or Tones or other fans, uh, they sent us this article, too. But uh, Sony, uh, the, the the people that, that, you know, own the PlayStation and all that fun stuff where Ghost of Tsushima uh, was an exclusive exclusive experience. They are deciding to go ahead and make a Ghost of Tsushima movie with uh, one of the John Wick directors. And Dude, that's like the best choices. I mean, like John Wick directors. Yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> like those dudes can do their shit. Like yeah, I don't they can know do, how they many can do action. Directors. There's no doubt about it. It's can they actually do a video game adaptation? Uh, it, the this genre in particular it, it has had a very rocky history. Uh, I'd say most recently that Monster Hunter movie is an example of a video game movie done well. I haven't uh, watched it, that one yet. It, it's not bad, dude. It's actually even I've never even played the Monster Hunter games, but even without that, it's still a decent just monster action type of movie. Yeah. Uh, but there, there's there's very few video game movies that are actually tolerable or worth watching. Uh, I think Ghost as a property is set up to be a fucking fantastic uh, a movie adapted from a video game. Mm-hmm. It just comes down to do they Ex- fuck execution. it up or not? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel part. like with Ghost too, Ghost is one of those ones where you don't even really have to fuck with the story. Like some video games, you kind of have to like finagle the story to make it work right for a movie. With this one, you don't have to do anything. All you you follow your main storyline. You may be able to throw in some of the side missions, you know, like throw in the side mission with like his grand, you know, not his grandmother, but like his old uh, his old nanny, nanny. his housekeeper, yeah. you know, like that little short side mission. You could take the, the main story and some of the side missions and that itself makes a fucking incredible. Movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I think obviously you include Jin, you include the, the main Mongol or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you include uh, the, whatever Jin's uncle was. I forget his name. Oh, uh, yeah. Not I, I Sakai, but he was like the main the yeah. main samurai of their island. Yeah, uh, probably the the his senpai, the, the archer guy that he kind of falls in, in league with first and, and learns a bit more from yeah. to mow his, his rogue, uh, archer lady that eventually comes back to the side of good. And then obviously the, the thief that saved Jin Sakai from mm-hmm. really the, the very onset of the game. Yeah. The very beginning, Yuna, I think. Yeah. Was y- her name. Yeah. Yuna, her brother. I mean, it, yeah. it, there's so much potential for this movie to kick ass. It just, I really want them to honor the the samurai setting, the historical time period, uh, while also kind of adding in that John Wick level of, of of stunt choreography and violence. Yeah, I think that, I mean, this movie is a home run for sure, as long as they don't fuck it up. And it's just, the this style of movie too, I think will do very well now. I mean, the just... If you think about it, when's the last time we had like a really awesome samurai movie? The last, probably Tom Cruise. Probably the last that, samurai. That literally yeah. a white guy as a, as a, I mean, it made sense. They weren't whitewashing. There was a reason you had a white samurai, but yeah. 
I was gonna say, watch, watch Sony cast a bunch of you know Scarlet. <laughs> They'll yeah, cast Scarlet dude, they, as the as the it, main female lead. I mean, th- this guy. There is an actor that that is an actor. Like Jin, Jin Sakai was was formed off of a real actor. So hopefully they just give it right to him. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's had any huge roles. This would probably be, be the biggest role he's ever had. But they have they literally have the Jin Sakai guy. No, is yeah, it's, an it, actor. yeah, he is. He looks just like Jin. His name is Daisuke Suji. Yeah, no, and I mean, that's what I mean. He is Jin Sakai. They literally used him. He did the voice. He did the mocap, everything. Yeah, so. no, dude. It's like, get, get this motherfucker in here. And he's already come out and said that, like, you know, he he is willing to do the the live action. So, I mean, honestly, um, Nick, I bet every every cast member in there, every character was probably modeled after a real actor. So I think so now. I mean, like now, especially with mocap, like mocap, they they pretty much make it to where okay. you're you know you're, you're it's playing. a damn near it's a damn near one-to-one translation these days yeah. i mean uh, the dude with, was with the digital after effects i mean yeah uh, i mean there there's some games and the, the, there's some software these days especially like the deep fakes where y- you can't fucking tell that it's it's cg or anything i mean not that ghost was of that quality but we are at that point where you can take an actor and completely digitize them and make them look alive yeah um so i don't know i'm excited about this i'm definitely going to be you know a little cautious because it is a video game going to movies but this this should be a hard one to fuck up in my opinion like yeah it's literally too easy this is too easy to make a a a great movie that not just gamers are going to want to go see but but action flick type of people maybe some john wick loyalists um so i was i was jazzed to see Mm. this i I just hope it's it's done correctly yeah, it's it's on a silver platter, and you know, on the on the non Star Wars video game thing, real quick, I started playing. Uh, you guys might see a pattern emerging here. Like Matt essentially <laughs> plays a game, and then he's like, "Man, it's awesome! You got to do it! You got to do it! You got to do it!" Two and a half to three months later, then I finally yeah, I finally <laughs> listened to him. Nick didn't listen when he was a little kid. He did not. He yeah. did not take direction too well. Or, I was or not, opinions of others. He, yeah, he, he's a he's an extreme narcissist. He knows all. <laughs> so <laughs> I finally picked up Cyberpunk and started playing it. And like I I got to because like I I had played it before. I played it for about five hours and I just wasn't sucked in. And I finally got to the point in my game where I was like, dude. I'm just like, there's nothing that's really exciting me to play. Like I played the demo of what you call it of Outriders and it was okay. Like coming I was like, out this right. end of this week, by the way, any of you that, that kind of got looped into Outriders, it drops uh, April 1st. Mm-hmm. And I did confirm what Nick speculated a few casts ago. If you are Games Pass uh, through Microsoft, <laughs> it is a day one Games Pass game. Yeah, which so is you don't even fantastic. have to pay for it. Free. Um, yep. So I was like, all right, well, let me let me go into cyberpunk. Let me try to push through it cuz I had never even gotten to the point to where you talked about, you know, like oh you're playing and then all of a sudden bang this big event happens and then you yeah. see the splash screen. Like I haven't I hadn't even gotten there. I was like, "All right, well, I'll just play it to that point and see if I get like pulled in." And I did like I I played it and I I did it like sucked me in and what was interesting was that yesterday they dropped a 40 gig <laughs> patch for the game that essentially fixed five, like 
almost 500 bugs that were confirmed friends i'm telling you right now if any of you star wars fans are listening to you're still listening even though we haven't said anything star wars (laughs) yet if you have played cyberpunk you need to go look up uh patch 1.2 i believe is what it is yeah nick's not fucking kidding i mean you can scroll like this and and the post goes for days. Yeah. If you're on the live stream, you see me doing my flick. I mean, you can go scroll, 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 and you're still not going to be at the bottom of all the shit they had to fix. And this still isn't like a final patch. Like they, they, they still owe people like me. And the reason why I haven't finished the next gen patch. Yeah, dude. Th- this I is don't just know to get the game working. Yeah, this is j- literally. So like I was remembering some of the shit that was happening before the patch. So like, for example, in the game pre-patch 1.2, every time I would get on a motorcycle, there would be a there would be, be somebody floating above my head in a T-pose. <laughs> it was just like every time I got on it. Wait, you don't think they mean to code that into the game? <laughs> it's, it's weird. Like, I don't know if they were just playing like, oh, well, everybody's just going to drive in first person mode. So you're not going to see it anyway. And I hate driving in first person mode in that, that game. That sucks. I and mean, I was dude, like, driving, I, I don't like FPS driving in, in any yeah. game, really. I mean, no, unless it's unless I'm locked to it and I have to, I always pull out yeah, like I always yeah, pull have back to, have and to. it's just like I sit on my motorcycle and for like the first three blocks I'm driving, there's just a T-pose <laughs> it, like on top of me. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, uh, like I would be talking to one of the fixers like uh, Wakata or Wakato, right. the, the Japanese fixer. And her every time I walked in there, she would start talking, and her cell phone would just be floating in front of her. Are and you I'm sure like, you what weren't just f- eating like uh, <laughs> some, some mushrooms every time? Dude, I'm you're telling you, it's just it, maybe the game it was. Cra- on I mushrooms. mean, it, it's crazy to think. I, I, when did this game came out? What early December, late November? I think it was no, late November. Yeah, uh, and we're now in April almost. Yeah, and it's still putting out patches that are 40 gigs. I mean. Most games are 50 gigs to that's install. That's going to say, dude, that's... So it released in September on September 17th. So, Holy dude, it's, it's like... It's pretty deep into its release window. We're six months out from it being a year. So we're six months into the release. And I know 1.2 was delayed because they got hacked real bad and, and it, it, like, fucked up their network and people were stealing code. But but still, the fact that th- this many months later... It, it, it's not even the it's not even the time, Nick. It's it's forty gigs. Yeah, forty gigs worth of just they're not adding anything, my friends. They're just this fixing isn't like all the DLC. Shit that they Th- this is fucking. They're going in with spackle, like like pounds and pounds and pounds of spackle, and patching the fuck out of the existing code. Forty yeah. gigs worth of patches. It's it's nuts. So I will say that like. One thing I also hated about the game that they fixed in the patch, like when you were driving, it felt like you were driving on ice, no matter what car you were in, no matter how fast you were uh, going. Yeah, dude, I would take out civilians to left and right. I didn't even <laughs> try to make tight turns. I would just be like, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. because just even then, like the cop system was broke. So you could go around, fucking run people over. You would, no one was going to come and get you. Yeah. It's like you would drive two blocks away and the cops would just completely forget. Yeah, they, they'd there. stop. They'd literally, you could see them. They, they'd hit an invisible wall and they'd just be like, all right, fuck it. They're far enough away. Yeah, yeah, doesn't matter. Like, all right. He got away. But uh, they fixed oh, the driving. Shucks, we so, missed them this time. Yeah. So the driving feels better. Apparently, they increased the range that like the the NCPD will chase you now. Oh no. Um, they fixed a lot of like I mean, so a lot of my main issues with the game, which was it's feeling mainly, better. Yeah, it's starting to feel better. You don't see a lot of the ghosting issues that you did before, or like rubber banding. 
Like, and even so, are you, Nick? You're P. Are you playing on PS Five, right? It's PC. Oh, PC. So you you already have the primo look. Okay. Yeah. So mine looks great. So you're already. you're at a point now where you're ready to just fucking finish this thing because I've yeah. actually. I played through all the pre 1.2 bullshit. Luckily, I didn't hit any of the mission ending or game breakers. Uh, I have just crossed into Act Three, which I know is the final act, but I but I stopped, and I think this was maybe January or February. I was like, you know what? I bought this new fucking Xbox. I, I got this new 75 inch TV. I just bought. I want to see this fucking game as it should be yeah so i i kind of put it away and I, w- I was hoping to get back to it when they get the next gen patch out but at this point with with patch 1.2 and then the next gen patch i think cyberpunk on my xbox series x will probably have a 150 gig footprint that is so nuts dude. right i mean that's that so is nuts. crazy yeah, i think like I think the, the the total space it took up on PC for me was around I think it's like 78 to 80 and I mean it's just it, it's insane to think that you release a game so like the initial release date was supposed to be September I, I confirmed it was it actually did release early December because of all the delays but um to think a game has been out for essentially 4 months and you just get it to the point to where it's playable on systems. On like, most platforms, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's playable, which is just so <laughs> fucked up. Well, I, and I will say that, like, you know, once I got into the game and the story that's being told, I was actually, like, pretty, it's good, pretty right? wrapped like in. It, you know? It's hard to put down. I mean, even with all the bullshit, it was hard for me to put down. It was, it was one of the first games since, like, a Skyrim or, or a Fallout 3 where I could just spend... Because I've gotten to the point now, I, I mean, it's getting older, it's having a family. I, I might be able to do an hour to an hour and a half gaming, and then I need to do something else. Like, yeah. I either feel like a piece of shit, and I'm letting down the wife or the kid, or I just don't have the attention span for games like <laughs> I used to. Yeah. Um, but th- this was the first game in a long time where I kind of had to be like, all right, dude, just, just fucking save and come back tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason to uh, talk to this NPC to see where it could take you. So it is a shame. It, it's just an all around shame because it, it, it is permanently fucked up CG project red. Like they're, they're fucked. Yeah. They're, They've like- lost billions. Uh, it's probably fucked up Witcher 4 development and, and just their, their brand and name has been tarnished. Yeah. It, it's really fucked it. And like, and the thing is, is like if this game would have released even remotely like good, like good in terms of the bugs and glitches and stuff like right. that, if, it, if there were just a few issues, I feel like you could have made this into a movie. Like this is another oh, yeah. game that the story being told in this game would translate really well it, to it, film. It was a franchise maker. It, it yeah. had potential to to start a new franchise, but at this point, uh, like the anthems of the world, I, I think it was a grand idea that was executed poorly, rushed to market, and now it's going to pay, uh, pay the the ultimate price. And, yeah, and that is it's it's done. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if they're like, you know what, fuck all you guys, we're we're, we're pulling funding from the next gen patch, we're out of here. Yeah, game's dead. Suck it. Yeah, I'm not sure how many, and, and it's just like, it's so hard to come back from that amount of bad press that they've gotten. Yeah, you can't, you can't. And it's it, just it's like, done. dude, but also like this patch is bad press because they literally, like, this is how they're spinning it. It's like, they just released a, a 40 gig patch to fix 500 bugs. And they're and like you said, they're not done. No. Like, so everybody who's putting it out is like, yeah, well, now you have to have this. 
Now you have to have the game installed plus an additional 40 gig patch to fix some Basic of the problems. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's so I, I do think that it's, it, oh, well. it, it's kind of shot in the face. So. Good luck to those of you that want to get into game development. It is a fucking meat grinder of an industry. Yeah. Yes, it looks great on the outside. and It would be awesome to say hey, you've worked on a game, but it's a nightmare. It's a yeah, nightmare. I, like I, these poor developers, they get worked to death. They, they, they're underpaid. And then this happens where the publisher or the money makers like, nope, we're just, it needs to get out there. We need to start recouping some of our investment. And now you're at a studio that is essentially going to be blackballed by most gamers because of this experience. So yeah, there you go. There's our, uh, random shit. One six shooters here, and he's pissed off about the Bad Batch, so that seems like a great time to transition <laughs> That's over. That's the perfect transition. To the Bad Batch. Uh, <laughs> up first, though, we did get a new trailer, Nick, and we will be breaking yeah. that down. Uh, for those of you that like more in-depth breakdowns or breakdowns with moving images, please make sure to check it out on YouTube. Uh, I, I tried to do this one a bit differently. This was just a stream of conscious breakdown. There was no script writing. I just looked at the screenshots I took and started blah, 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 blah. I'm a Star Wars fan. Blah, 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 blah. No one is listening. Blah, blah, blah. Why do I keep doing these? Blah, blah, blah. No one gives a shit. Blah, blah, blah. All right. Yeah. You just gotta, it's gotta be organic, make it organic. There you go. But, yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I just, I, I kind of flowed. So it's a little bit longer than most of my breakdowns, but that's out there now on YouTube. Just search for star Wars time show. Yeah. In the meantime, Nick and I are going to do what we usually do. And that's break the trailer down live on the show. Give some opinions, some speculations. Uh, Nick, it was a good one. I mean, it, it was a, it was a two minute, it was a full trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some new scenes. I think we got some new reveals and I have plenty of new theories based on what was shown to us today Um, again for those of you that missed the opening of the show the other uh, announcement that this trailer kind of ushered in was the fact that my little fat ass is going to have to get up extra early on may the 4th (laughs) because the premiere is 70 minutes long nick that's like three episodes yeah that is (laughs) like like if you think about it in terms of uh of Uh, clone wars time it's it's yeah it's three episodes back to back to back almost so uh, so, but hey, that that's great. I mean, I, I think it's uh, what we saw in this trailer. I think that's covering most of what we're going to get in the in the premiere. Uh, I Matt zeroed it. No, Matt <laughs> zeroing would have been putting clickbait where my, my yeah. post title or my video title would have been Kathleen Kennedy kills crosshair, not seen in trailer and multiple scenes. <laughs> Shit like that. So, yeah. Uh, but anyways, we, uh, we did get the poster and that announcement 70 minute premiere on the fourth. And then you're going to get episode two, three days later on the seventh with the, uh, typical Disney plus cadence resuming after that of, of Friday releases. Um, I don't even know how many episodes we're getting in this season. If there's going to be other seasons, who knows? But we did get this trailer today, Nick. So let's go ahead and pull up the breakdown. Um, If you're following along on the live stream, we're just going to go through uh, some of the stills that I took. Uh, I don't fuck around in these things. I mean, if there was footage or, or, or stuff that happened in previous trailers, I'm not touching it. Go to the pros for that type of nonsense that just spoon feed you the same shit over and over. I tried to focus on new yeah, as well as highlighting some of my new uh, theories slash speculations based on what we saw. Um, all right, Nick, so just start with the post. First image, 
we, we finally know why the Bad Batch is hitting the clone training grounds on Kamino again, and it's because of Tarkin. He's yeah. literally putting them to a test, either to prove to himself or to somebody that the, the Bad Batch can't be fucking trusted. Yeah, exactly. Because A, as he says, they are... They're enhanced clones that can essentially take on a battalion by themselves. And B, more importantly to Tarkin and why he fears him, I believe, they don't take orders too well. Yeah, they're um, they're they're not the, you know, the 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 chipped clones that right. just sit there and <laughs> be like, yes, yes, sir, men. no, sir. They're, they're, they're not going to yes shit. Yeah. Uh, so I think that was nice. And, and it's led me to believe that Tarkin really is going to be. Uh, kind of one of the main, if not the main antagonists for the Bad Batch. I mean, it, it seems right off the bat, uh, where before I was saying maybe he gives them a mission. No way. He's going he's gonna to provide them some missions because they need to get the fuck away from him. And it seems this all starts on Kamino, where he tests them. He proves to himself that, yes, they are badasses, and yes, they cannot be trusted. And so then he they puts a hit out on them. <laughs> yeah, he, he's going to be like, they, they need taken out, which we, yeah. we even see on this trailer. Uh, they learn on Camino that they need to get the fuck out of there because some shit's going down. Yeah. Uh, but we also got, looks like uh, Tarkin, he's already in his Imperial garb. He's hanging out with Lama Sue, you know, the, the, the head of the cloning facility there on Camino. Yep. Um, just some of the other scenes. It, it just th that battle arena just reminded us all of these. These aren't just regular clones. They're not even your named clones like these guys are essentially superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. This is the 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 named clones like turn to 11. You know, this, exactly. these guys have, you know, named clones had. A, a bit of their own personality, but they were still kind of, you know, regimented, follow the rules, you know, right. you're a soldier. These guys are literally like, you know, like the Expendables kind of, if you've ever seen that they, movie I mean, with they, Stallone. They, they, it's, it's like people gave them hits of Infinity Stones in, yeah. in, their, in their tanks. I mean, each one has a a superpower of sorts that a, a standard clone would not have that increased efficiency. Like Wrecker, he's easy. I mean, mm -hmm. he, he, he's like a Hulk. Hunter, I mean, he, he's got the, the, the quick twitch skills, the, the thinking, the strategizing, Crosshair, obviously, uh, with, with, with the shooting, uh, Tech with the mind, Echo, he's kind of yeah. mind and See, like this, cyber these, body. These guys would be perfectly set up for like an RPG game where you're like, oh yeah, I want to play as the tank or I want to play as the sniper. You know, so th yeah, like they're, the they're the commandos on Star on yeah, steroids, on, uh, on, yeah, on Star exactly. Wars steroids, if you will. So uh, some good scenes in there, just showing them kick ass. And at the end, I mean, basically record to targets like, give me more motherfucker. That was nothing. Yeah, I ain't no pussy. Um, so on Camino, I, I definitely think they're going to get wind. They're just going to feel that something's not right. You know, the, the fall of the Republic is probably going to be sketchy to them just, just cause it is. And they're yeah. not chipped clones like Nick says, but, but I just think they're going to sense it in the air on Camino that, uh, shit's gone sideways and they're not necessarily a part of the plan because of their, their 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 special case because yeah. they are different yeah i i think like you know i don't know how they're gonna hear about the fall of the jedi but that's gonna be big probably a big kind of heads up like shit's not the way it's supposed to be yeah i think when they learn from the the program clones like oh the jedi they were the bad guys they're, they're gonna be like what yeah what, what are you guys you smoking explain this to me yeah you guys and, like, are we, on fucking drugs that, 
we we have to see too because if this is if we get like some pre-order 66 stuff in here like it seems like the beginning may just be right after order 66 yeah we uh, already well, see tarkin and that's his a good like point imperial garb exactly he's not but there, the there's actually stuff. there's a scene in this trailer that leads me to believe we're either gonna get a flashback or it's gonna be the first scene of the show right when 66 happens and then uh clone force 99 heads to camino so i yeah. think you're you're spot on with that um at, at some point in time hunter is going to be off on himself off by himself uh, i'm not real sure what, what plant this is i know i've uh, some people out there on the internet they said they saw some saleucami some ord mandrell uh, either way, Hunter is going to get mixed up in a speeder bike chase that yep. is going to be with him and Fennec and this mystery kid. But more on that once we get towards that part of the trailer. Here's the scene I think Nick was talking about. And it is it's definitely a, a battle scene, a Clone Wars battle scene. And Nick, I think you're right. I think this might be right. You know, credits introduce the show. We go right to Bad Batch's final battle in the Clone Wars. They yeah. get the news that the Clone Wars is over and to report back to Kamino. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, this is a flashback because they're fighting alongside uh, standard clones, chip clones, and everything seems still on the up and up. Yeah, yeah. Here it is. This is <laughs> the big mystery to me. We, we got introduced to this kid. And if you, you know, if you're someone like me, you, you take this fake stuff seriously. So you go do a little research after you see it instead of just kind of completely pulling shit out of your, your rectum. But I do a lot of shit pulling too. But here, here's some of my thoughts on this kid. And they are varied and they are wild in, in some cases. Yeah. Uh, the kid to me is, is a clone. Okay. Right? I, I believe it is, is a clone of the Django template. Uh, and I'm I'm kind of leaning towards what I've been seeing out there on the Reddits that this may be a female version of the Django clone template. It could uh, be. Which could easily be done for uh, just for you morons out there. I mean, first off, this isn't real, right? Science yeah. fiction. <laughs> Cloning's not real. But in cloning, I think you could very easily toggle yeah. the X and Y chromosome if yeah. you wanted to. I mean, to. If, you, if you remember from Jurassic Park, just go back, watch the first Jurassic Park. They made all the dinosaurs female. All you have to do is deny them the, the right protein at the right stage of development, and then, bing, it's a girl. So it's, so it's proven I, I just, in movies. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I cannot say that this is a female or a male 100% one way or the other, not that yeah. it really matters. I just the, the headdress is a little feminine to me. Uh, the voice is high, but we all know young boys also have high voices. High, yeah. And the accent is very New Zealand-ish, which would fall in line with Tamara's accent. Exactly, yeah. Um, so for some reason, this clone, maybe like Boba, what, didn't get the, the, uh, the, the age shit, like the increased age. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was changed to a girl. But either way, th this clone is hanging out on Kamino for a reason, and it's more than just to become a clone trooper. Right? Yeah, we this, know that. it's, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with this, because if it is like a female version of, of you know, the FET clone, is this something that was commissioned by, you know, was this commissioned by the new Imperial leadership? Right. Like, hey, right. start making female clones? Or is this like, like you said... Could it be a special request? Could somebody have requested a 
you know, a daughter of, of sorts or some shit like that. I, I mean, dude, but, maybe Tan Wee and Lama Su, they wanted it as as a gift, like payment. Like, no, we we want to keep one of the clones. Uh, who knows? It. That's when I saw this character. I was like, whoa, Bad Batch is definitely going to explore some uh, different shit than I expected. I mean, I thought it yeah. would all be clone focused. Their survival, maybe the Grogu reveal, maybe some Rex, which now is guaranteed. We told you here first on the SWTS, Rex would be in the show. Yep. He's already in the trailers, for Christ's sake. We're so damn good. Uh, but it, it's this kid that's really got me thinking, like, th this is the mystery to me. Big one, I, yeah. I, th I think this kid could end up being uh, the main crux of the Bad Batch. Yeah, it seems like I don't know how many pieces of episodes that we got in this in this trailer. There's definitely multiple. Usually what Disney likes to do is like they'll show you trailers and really you're only getting like the first two, three episodes maybe. Right. It's with these shows. So maybe it's an early season arc that this kid is involved. Dude, I, with I them think this trailer later. is the 70 minute premiere. I really it's just, I, I you think, think it's just the 70. Minute? I think yeah, most of it is, is set in that 70 minutes. I do because. You notice we didn't see the the uh, shadow trooper anywhere in this trailer. Yeah, like yeah. It, it seemed to stick to early events to me. But but this kid definitely was the one where I was like, hmm, this is going to make things very curious, as Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi would say. Exactly. Uh, but the kid definitely, uh, you know, falls in line with with the Bad Batch, as we'll yeah. see throughout the trailer. That, but like, you know, even even him, even or he or she as a character has a little bit of progression, because at one point you see the kid using a bow right it's fighting with them so. yeah like the headdress is off like whatever that was on his head is gone yep. in that shot like so it it, it knows all about the clones it knows yeah. all about clone force 99 so i mean i'm sorry i keep calling it it i guess it is a clone we could technically say that but <laughs> it just th this is the one i've said a thousand times but when 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 this character popped up i was like hmm this is intriguing now. Mm -hmm. Like I was intrigued before, but now it's like, okay, now that they might be getting into some, some mystical shit or actually setting up a character that we're going to see John and Dave bring back into the fold via book of Boba or the live action series. Exactly. I, I just, I do not think this kid is just for fun. I, th I think this kid is going to have a, a, a profound impact on the bad batch series and could also uh, send ripples up into the the live action space yeah i mean dude if this is post you know we're talking post order 66 experimentation like we have to think about this kid this kid could potentially be like a like a host for experimentation with force imbuing already like right. you know we know that palpatine was interested in that we know that one of palpatine's main focuses you know post rotj was like we need to figure out how to imbue people with force of course abilities. i mean we, we've seen it now in the mandalorian like that that's yeah. fucking it's been canonized by tross and by the mando itself yeah. i mean he had a lab on navarro <laughs> to, to test shit out and yeah you you, you you have to say that there was probably some snoke like clone bodies in those tanks yeah so I, i've seen could, i don't know uh back to your bow part we're not there but the bow is very reminiscent of what night sisters use and night sisters obviously could tap uh, into magic and, uh, the yeah. mystical side of the galaxy so I, I i've seen some things like well maybe maybe they're cloning night sister blood like nick said maybe some force stuff uh but even if you look at this clone and and look at versions of boba in the clone wars or, or other young clones 
there are similarities. That's why I'm kind of running with, I believe this, this person is from the Django template, uh, but some stuff has been modified just like it was for Boba. Yeah, definitely. The, the reason is, is the interesting part. Like, why was this done? What was the purpose of this clone? Yeah. Yeah. But so. I guess we'll find out more starting May 4th. May 4th. <laughs> um, all right. So here again, this is the, we'll call it our clone kid talking with the Bad Batch. But the reason I, I want to talk about this this is the last time, and this is the next theme I kind of got from this trailer. This is the last time you see Crosshair with the Bad Batch in the whole trailer. I'm starting to think, and I'm not completely letting go of my Commander Cody speculation on the, the, the hit squad, the, the trooper squad that obviously Tarkin is going to commission to go after the Bad Batch. At first, I was saying their leader is probably going to be Commander Cody. I don't know, man, uh, just the way this trailer is edited. And if you really pay attention to some of the scenes where they're leaving Camino, I have a feeling crosshair is going to turn. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. Um, a, a case in point, as we will, we'll get down deeper into the trailer, but he, he's literally nowhere to be seen. And yes, you can make the argument. Well, maybe he was off camera. Maybe they edited a certain way, but it's like every scene where the bad batches together, they're all fucking huddled together. Yeah, it's like Crosshair would have to be such a loner, which we know he is, but he'd have to be such a loner or so smelly that he is like multiple frames over in every scene of the Bad Batch. But I don't think that's the case. So here we see Hunter fighting a clone. So obviously they've something's gone down. This is the this is the impetus to get the fuck out of Dodge to leave Camino. Uh, they've learned what they need to learn or someone has outed them to the, the main clone population and they now know that they are marked. There's our boy Echo. You got you to gotta love his little multi-tool in there. I mean, he's like a R2-D2 wannabe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, a shot of Tarkin. So, again, just, just reinforces to me that Tarkin's going to be the main, the main bad guy. Yep. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you got a flash of Vader and some Palpatine. We know we're going to get Palpatine, at least his Empire Day speech. But I think Tarkin will fill the role of one of the main antagonists, the main force behind sending other forces to uh, take out the Bad Batch, as he expresses in the trailer, like, go fucking kill these these guys. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but clearly he's already high up. He's already a confidant of the Emperor. He, he's being escorted by the Emperor's personal uh, clones at this point in time. Uh, and he definitely has a, a hard-on, as I said in the trailer, for the Bad Batch. And for good reason. He, he knows that, you know, four or five of them, with their abilities uh, to plan and just their powers, they could definitely put a dent in the Empire's uh, grand plans. Yeah. All right, Fennec, uh, at this point, clearly is going to be tasked with, with chasing the Bad Batch. Uh, we would assume it's Tarkin, because we know through the, man the, uh, the Mando that she was an Imperial assassin. Yep. Um. This slide I threw in there, I'm just making a guess. It, it looked like a little Zillow beast to me. I could be completely wrong, but uh, that monster they're fighting on whatever that, that busted down planet with all the uh, scrapped uh, Republic Armada. Uh, it looked like a little Zillow beast callback, but who knows? All right. So exhibit one, Nick, and yeah. my, my speculation that Crosshair breaks bad. Here's a scene on Camino. They're with the clone kid. And, and this is basically Hunter saying, we need to get the fuck out of here. And you'll notice a clone is missing. Yes. Where is he? Is he off camera? Maybe he could be. 
But like I said, a lot of shots were close or the bad batches together. They're the bad batch for a reason. They like to be close and they, they like those group shots. It's they don't really veer far when they're in the same scene. Also, pay pay close attention. Like see these suits. Remember these suits, okay? Because they're going to come back into play a little bit later down the road. Yeah, here's here's another shot. And again, this is when Hunter is talking to the clone kid, like, hey, do you want to come with us? Crosshair is nowhere to be seen. Yep. You could make the argument he's prepping the ship. Okay. I, I'm not completely closing the door that they've just cleverly edited this trailer, but it really seemed like Crosshair was absent in a lot of these subsequent yeah, scenes exactly uh hey another scene and obviously this is a big one because it confirms rex and i mean that was a no-brainer at this point uh if you couldn't speculate that like what what fucking franchise are you even in love with do you even <laughs> like star wars or do you have a brain are you slow what's your iq what's happening uh but clearly rex is going to be in it as as we speculate here on the swts uh, and, and it looks like they're probably going to him for a mission. I don't think he's going to uh, be in the, the show per se as a regular. I, I, I think they will. There's a good chance that Rex has a transmission out there for other clones that may have broke their conditioning, mm-hmm. which is going to lead them all together. And hopefully this does kind of lead to the Gregor and Wolf plot point. So we can put a pretty bow on that for their uh, reappearance in Rebels. Uh, but this is another scene. Look, look who is not here. There is yep. no crosshair. No <laughs> crosshair. Is, you can see everyone Don't there. Don't worry, guys. He's just a little bit further down the hill. Yeah, that's what I said. He's the cranky one. He likes he likes to be by himself yeah. or something like that. Yeah. All right, here, here's the scene of Clone Kid. Uh, yes. This one, still, is it a boy, is it a girl? Who really cares? But what what is this kid all about? Why was it created if it's a clone? And, and what type of weapon has this thing been trained to use is it Night Sister oriented? Uh, why? Why is it an energy weapon? How can this user use it? I don't know. Like I said, I, I think this kid could end up providing more more story content, more impact on Star Wars than even the Bad Batch yeah. themselves. I feel like we've seen an energy bow somewhere before. I don't know if it was in a game or if it, where it was, but I, I like, I have a picture in my head of an energy bow being used, but I cannot pin down the property where, yeah, it I was. mean, outside of the, the night sisters using them, I can't either. So, yeah. uh, but I know they do have energy bows with purple strings, but they, they don't look exactly like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, that, that's why I said, I am intrigued by the clone kid. I, I think the clone kid, when it's all said and done, we're going to be going like, Oh shit. That's what they were doing. One of yep. those, it's going to be a big moments, big, big reveal for sure. All right. Uh, here's another scene. Hey, guess who's not in it? Crosshair. He's taking a pee, man. It's been oh, a long right. journey. Yeah, they're he's they're at gotta, a campsite. He he's yeah. at the latrine, shitting in a hole. Yeah, I he's think just gotta right. he's gotta let it go. He's gotta <laughs> let it go. <laughs> Tones is saying in the chat, Fallen Order had energy bows. Okay, that that's probably what it, that's um, what I remember from that. So okay. Nick, they're they're talking to a guy here that I I can't really say if he's a rebel or not because again there there probably isn't a rebel alliance. I mean, th- th- I would assume this is days into the fall of the republic yeah at first i thought he was he was saul but it's definitely not saul no not with that hair um i mean i know during before the fall of the republic there was already like you know the 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 group of a thousand senators or whatever it was called like the 
you know, there was already this movement to start some sort of like resistance yeah, in, in, in the Senate. But, they, but like, yeah. did we have rebel cells yet? Yeah, like I don't think that anything like that had been put together yet. I mean, from what we can, obviously, this isn't canon anymore. But in Force Unleashed, one is when you really got to see the formation of the rebellion under Leia, like the the official formation of the rebellion. Oh, they, At that time, they had like you know disparate cells and stuff like that. But that's not canon anymore. So it's, it is interesting to see what will happen here if we if we do get to see some sort of rebellion formation in in an official capacity through Bad Batch. But this yes. guy, he's got some like that chest plate is definitely clone. You know, like I don't know if he repainted it or whatever, but it looks hey, like maybe it's a piece of is clone he armor. cut? Is he the clone that from the Clone Wars that got away and just kind of lived on a village by himself? Okay, I mean it could be. <laughs> like it could he be. Almost, yeah, you know what? That might be him. You might be right. Like when you said, "Oh, he's wearing the armor," and like, well, I think that's him. I, I, I and I believe his name was Cut. Okay. It's the clone that they they run into on a planet. I think it's like season one or season two. I I just watched it like maybe a few yeah, weeks I, ago. I can't remember. And, and um, he he basically just defects i mean he he just leaves the the, the clone army early on the, the like the chip nothing matters like he breaks his conditioning early you know maybe maybe that is him that's a hmm. uh anyways kind of back to the trailer here and in, in one of my initial teases where i said that hunter on the speeder bike is going to be in a chase with fennec and, and this kind of uh confirms that but we also see that the clone kid is on the bike with him uh, so there's a good chance that maybe Fennec isn't necessarily hunting the Bad Batch. She could be sent to get, get the, the kid. kid back as well. Yeah, it, uh, it, it's a kind of like a similar thing to what we thought was going to happen with Grogu. Like they save Grogu and then there's potentially a, a hit squad after them to get that kid back. Well, now it's just same thing, different kid. Um but yes, definitely some sort of chase. Yeah, happening so it's uh, Fennec to me could be uh, twofold or twofer. Like she's either been commissioned to get the batch or to get the kid or both with a bonus. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think she's going to be assisting them in any of their adventures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's another shot of this guy. You know, maybe he isn't a clone. I don't know. Yeah, either way, I, it seems like he's he's some dude that that knows some shit and essentially tells them, Clone Wars are over. You better fucking figure it out or you're gonna die. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this was a late shot. I, I put this in here. It's out of order. It's one Hunter talking to Crosshair. Yeah. This is the moment where he's like, what are you doing? In yeah, my opinion. He's like. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Because the, the, the expression on Hunter's face and the dialogue they use kind of. And this is kind of what got me thinking like, well, okay, well, hey, look, there's no Crosshair here. No Crosshair in that scene. No Crosshair there. Huh? Maybe Crosshair really is the one that turns on them and, and Cody has nothing to do with it. I mean, I, I would still love some some form of uh, finish for Cody's arc. But uh, if it is Crosshair, I mean, that that's only going to add to the drama of the yeah. Bad Batch. And obviously a, a former brother is is hunting them down and, and they're trying to run from a former yeah. brother. So. I mean, you have to figure, too, if there's anybody who who is qualified to hunt the Bad Batch, it's it's crosshair because yeah, you can bring in other clones and they can follow protocol and all this other shit. But like, yeah, you, nobody's going to know how they function better than somebody who is in their group. Uh, and crosshair being kind of the outcast, but also seems like he's highly intelligent, not necessarily to the level of tech, but 
he he seems like a guy who could track them. Oh, um, 100%. 100%. I mean, he he is a predator. I mean, he I know his name isn't Hunter, but he truly is probably the one that that stalks prey and takes it out from afar. So, yeah. I I'm I'm committing to that. I I do think sadly Crosshair is going to break bad. Um, another shot of no crosshair. This is them uh, seemingly leaving Camino on their ship, and he's definitely not on there. Yep, but he's the, not the, there. The, the clone kid is, and the rest of them. And then it ends with another shot of the clone kid just kind of looking at, at uh, hyperspace with that uh, medallion on their head. Who knows? Yep. Uh, so, like I said, the th- big themes coming out of this trailer. Tarkin, to me, is going to be the big bad. And I think Kingdom of Weird had a great statement here. He's like, he said, I'm glad to see more of Tarkin. For me, he was always the big bad in A New Hope with Vader just the muscle. I agree. Uh, when I was a little kid, I always looked at Vader as like the little bitch boy to Tarkin. Because Tarkin treated him like a little bitch boy. I mean, basically, no, Vader, you don't use the force in my conference room. Bad boy. <laughs> right? Or, yeah. I mean, yeah, he- go do this, you you hulking idiot. I mean, he, 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 he talk shit to vader yeah no he unlike in his place unlike most imperial officers would and, and it's and like I, everybody knew it too because like the first scene that you see vader and in leia she's you know he's talking to leia she's like oh not on the end of tarkin's leash exactly like exactly. You, so right off the bat you know that this tarkin dude is Right. You know, Vader, Vader's the muscle, but Tarkin is behind him pulling the strings like, hey, look, it, you, you it, do it what just, I say. Again, it showed you how big of a pussy Anakin ultimately became because of the dark side in Palpatine. Yeah. Like he, he could have taken Tarkin out with a snap of a fucking finger. But yeah. he took it and he took it like a man and he liked it. He liked that it made him angry that he was treated like a little cunt. Yeah, it was it's. You know, it's going to be interesting to see, like, the dynamic that Tarkin plays with the clones in this show. And oh, he's going to treat them like shit. And yeah. I'm just now going through the Umbaran arc, which I know for a lot of Clone Wars fans, it's hard for them because it's the one with uh, uh, Jedi Master Krell, who's a piece of shit. And he essentially doesn't look at clones as beings. They're just tools. They're, they're no different than, like, a grenade. Uh, and just like sends Rex and them out to get fucking slaughtered and horrible battle plans. But I, I would assume Tarkin is kind of like a Krell where uh, the clones are an asset. They're not a, a person. Uh, they're, they're to be treated as a, a war machine and any talk back, any deviation from the plan termination. Uh, mm-hmm. You would have to imagine at some point Tarkin's going to be like, you know what? The, the clones are getting too wonky. We need to start actual brainwashing conditioning in humanoids to start the stormtrooper program. Yeah. Uh, it, it, Tarkin's got to have some sort of ax to grind with clones in general. Uh, I don't think he ever liked them during the clone wars. I don't think he trusts them at this point. Uh, and, and he could be using events of the bad batch to, to kind of make his case to Palpatine. Like, look, we got to get rid of all these fucking things and, and yeah. start over. Yeah, I agree. We can't trust them. We could have more bad batches on our hands, more cuts on our hands, more Rexes on our hands. Yeah, we're, having we're, that like as the, one of the first scenes, it, you know, showing like, hey, these clones can essentially just go rogue and then we just lose them. That he could definitely use that in conversations with Palpatine or other military leaders to be like, hey, and and we also know, I mean, no, quote unquote, like it's not. I don't know if we ever had hard confirmation of this or if this was just something that 
was told to the fan base by the creators. But like by the time we get to A New Hope, they were using regular people, regular conscripts as soldiers, as stormtroopers as well. Like it wasn't just clones at that time. Well, yeah, I mean, I I mean, they I mean, look at they would all been fat and old like Rex Gregor and Wolf. I mean, it yeah. just it was maybe not even so much the the mental aspect. They're just breaking down. They, they yeah. were no longer the the machines of war that they were bred for in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, but hey, like I said, three themes. Tarkin's big bad. Crosshair is breaking bad. And the clone kid is probably some. uh amalgamation of the Django template with some tinkering and is, is going to have a major impact on the bad batch narrative. Yeah. If anybody hears some banging in the background on my side, it's because I have uh, a guy over doing some repair work on the uh, exterior of my house. I you so say, sorry. Like your, your toilet fell through the roof <laughs> no. or something. No, <laughs> we have uh, we, we're at right at the end of our home warranty. And that means we get to have all of the little issues that we cash found in bro. First you year. Gotta, yeah. You got to yeah, cash in on that fine it, print because after coming, that, you'll yeah. be looking at me where we, we may have a leaky pipe in the kitchen that might require the whole kitchen to be torn torn oh. to pieces. Oh, no. Yay! Yeah. Home ownership is awesome. No, yeah, we, we're getting all the freebies that we can right now. So sorry if that affects people on the live stream. Hopefully on the audio only podcast version that can be scrubbed out, but we will see. All right. Yeah, um, I'm a... I'm engaged with Kingdom of Weird right now. He's going down a path I'm liking where he's saying he he even likes Tarkin over Thrawn, and I'm with him. I, I do feel like Thrawn was created as a replacement uh, for Tarkin. I, I think Tarkin was an even bigger hard-ass than, than Thrawn he, could ever he dream was, of. I, I think that like he was def- like Thrawn was definitely modeled off of him because you could tell even in the limited amount of time that we had they even Tarkin. They the same, for Christ's sake. They got the big yeah. foreheads, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. But cerebral, very cerebral. Not yes. as much. And, 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 you know, with Thrawn, they added a level of physicality well, you know you what, Nick? Have with I was going to bring that up. I'm glad you did. In the comics, especially the, the main Star Wars run I, I'm just going through, uh, when you're dealing with Commander Zara, they they show flashbacks of Tarkin, kind of like young Tarkin. Think, not yet, but but like his warrior ways. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. like he he takes these people to this his his family's hunting planet. Like he's got like a whole planet just for hunting. Uh, and these beasts will will kill you if you don't know what you're doing. But I I would put it out there. I I think Tarkin. I mean, he he looked a little frail there. You know, Peter Cushing was an old man in A New Hope, but. I would I would say a a fight a boxing match between Thrawn and Tarkin would actually be a pretty evenly evenly fought match. Yeah, yeah, in their prime, I, I agree. I think that that Thrawn was essentially brought in to canon and obviously novel form to give you that style of imperial leadership that you had in Tarkin. Right, it, it's like a leader that Palpatine respects. Yeah. And that Vader is somewhat scared to just kill because, you know, by the time we get the Empire Strikes Back and Tarkin's gone, he's wiping out admirals and captains like it's nobody's business. Right. I mean, once Vader knows big boy Tarkin's off the map, he's like, all right, I can I can be me. I can do me now that now that Tarkin's out of here. Will Huff's dead. I can just do what I want to do. And hey, you don't like what I'm saying? You come out of hyperspace too soon. Guess what? You're dead. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man, no, I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm a big yeah, I, fan of what's I happening think, here with Bad Batch. I think the Bad Batch is going to be fucking fantastic. It's going to be a nice cherry on top for the Clone Wars, which we all know and love and know is 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 excellent. 
Uh, but I think it's going to be a, a a fantastic kind of culmination of those stories that uh, really kicks off a new era of 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 fresh timeline content. Uh, until Andor comes out, hell, even Kenobi's ten years after Order sixty six. Yeah, we we really have nothing outside of. of you know maybe fallen order some of it takes place a year or two after order 66 yeah. but in terms just, of immediate this is it like we're approaching brand new star wars narrative territory yeah i mean this is essentially picking up right where it left off i mean you, you're talking the the clone wars gave you right up until order 66 with the last episode and then like the immediate aftermath only with that one group of clones but this is going to really take you from that point to you know maybe give you a bit of a broader picture of the the immediate aftermath yeah, of i do i, I so. think we'll get, like nick said we'll get some broad strokes just setting up what life in the galaxy was like at this point in time how chaotic it probably was but i think there will be definite tentpole moments like stakes in the ground that that'll be poignant to either pay off on stuff we already know or to set up stuff that will be paid off in in future star wars programs yeah Ah, good stuff. Wasn't really looking to do a, a trailer breakdown this morning and then on the show, but hey, sometimes you got to take what you can get when there is nothing happening in the Star Wars universe. But that was, yeah. that was good stuff. Bad Batch, May 4th, 70-minute premiere. Um, it's on Star Wars Day. It's a show day for us, so uh, May 4th is going to be a long one. I even think we're going to have a guest that day. I think uh, SW Props is coming on. Yeah, so, uh, so I know he was be- in the... He was in the chat before. This that that's gonna be an interesting ass show. <laughs> that is gonna be a hell of a Star Wars day. I mean, I will definitely be getting the most out of my Star Wars day because I'll probably be up at six, jamming in that seventy minute episode of Bad Batch, going through, grabbing some screens, doing a video, then doing normal life, and then getting ready for the show and interviews. So, uh, no one can ever accuse us of not going uh, hardcore extra. Star Wars <laughs> on May the fourth. The extra and may ten it miles be with you. Matt. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that brings us outside of our Bad Batch breakdown and into some more like semi TV news. We have some t- like some for sure TV news, but this next piece is actually just a kind of a callback, uh, a fun little uh, conversation that Sebastian Stan had on GMA. And of course, whenever you are in, uh, you know, on GMA, you're in the Disney, the Disney verse, which he is with Falcon and Winter Soldier. And also through rumors and, ca- and fan castings, you get you get to talk about Star Wars a little bit. So um, during his conversation with the people on GMA, he was asked like, hey, you know, there's a lot of fans out there that are essentially casting you as as young Luke Skywalker. Right. Would I you mean, ever outside of this? Rosario for Ahsoka, I don't think there's yeah. been a more prominent fan casting uh, than Sebastian Stan as young Luke. Yeah, and it literally all came from, and if you're looking on the live stream or if you're uh, listening on the podcast, the, the featured image for this article on StarWarsTime.net is literally like the first Photoshop that like came out that was like, hey, yeah. these the, Mark Hamill, it, young uncanny. Mark Hamill and Sebastian Stan are, are clones it, it of each is, other. It is uncanny. Like, yeah. The resemblance is it, it's it's like they're they're different generation doppelgangers. Exactly. Um, so during the, the GMA thing, they asked them, they're like, would you d- be down to do this? And Sebastian's response was he he wants Mark himself to call him and say, like, hey, I, I give you the permission to play Luke Skywalker 
alongside me. So it's a know, nice to, thing to, to be, do. It's yeah. a nice, nice thing to put out there. And and look, I get it from Sebastian's side because I mean, Mark. Let's just be real here. Like Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker. Yes, Mark's gone on to do many roles in both voice acting and regular acting, and you know, and, and you know, live action as well. But he is Luke Skywalker. And it would be difficult for anybody to say like, hey, I mean, like, I'm sure for Alden, it was like, what do you mean you want me to be Han Solo? Bro, it, it was difficult for me to even think that they would use a CG Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And, and they did that. Just, I mean, that that's how, like, he, he is a sacred cow, even yeah, more these, so than Han Solo, in my these opinion. These first, like, these three, like, the big three from the original trilogy, it's like what do you mean somebody else could play them? Or what do you mean you're going to do CG? Like, obviously for Carrie, it's a different story, but, um, you know, and, and we know with Alden, he essentially had the pat on the shoulder from Han and yeah, not from Han, from Harrison. <laughs> and he was like, you know, you, you, <laughs> hey, you do maybe, this, maybe Nick is not, uh, Nick, Nick can't separate fantasy. I can't, from real I can't. Life it's all the same, <laughs> but like he got the, he got the thumbs up, the okay. Even Harrison was on set at some points during the filming of solo. So like he had the official thumbs up from the man himself. And that's kind of what Sebastian's asking for here. <laughs> Is that, you know, if Mark Hamill says that I can do it, then I'll do it. Yeah, one, one six is asking. I thought this this is all, I mean, the, the, the whole Stan as young Luke has been going on for a couple years. I think he has responded on Twitter before, but th- this was just last week. He's doing rounds for Captain and, not Captain, Falcon, Falcon, and, Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier. And they asked him point blank, and, and he says, he's like, listen, I mean, if, if Mark says he he would allow me to take it on then if disney calls fucking a i mean that's pretty much what i got yeah i got out of this like if if mark gives it his blessing and says it's okay to let me take on this iconic character and if disney actually phones me then i'd be a moron not to say yes exactly yeah and yesterday 21 hours ago mark put out another response on on twitter he says you know, somebody from it was a THR writer put out something that says Sebastian Sands says Mark Hamill himself would have to be involved if he ever took over Luke Skywalker mantle. And then Mark responds saying uh, this assumes I have any casting decisions at Lucasfilm when in fact I don't. Um, and we know that like like Mark's not going to sit there. If, if Disney wants this to happen, Luke, you know, Lucasfilm wants this to happen. And and on Sebastian's side, he wants sign off from Mark like. Mark's not going to sit there and say like, nope, I'm the only Luke Skywalker. Sorry. Like, like Mark is of course going to be, you know, well, on, it's, on it's side. like Marcus saying himself, even if he felt that way, it's not like he could stop yeah, he anyone stop from doing it. it. I mean, he doesn't own Luke Skywalker. Yeah. He just, but also him. like if, do you, so if it was a situation where like they call Sebastian, like, you know, Lucasfilm says, all right, Hey, we're ready to move on this new, you know, kind of post ROTJ Luke Skywalker stuff. And you're the guy. I feel like Sebastian would be like, okay, I, I appreciate it, but I need Mark to tell me it's okay. All right. And if well, Mark then, said no, then he would be like, sorry, I'm, I'm out. I, I honestly think Sebastian would say no. Like, I really yeah. think he, I mean, I, I think some of this was just fucking around and like, come on, GMA, I want to get the fuck off this interview. Uh, but I, I ultimately think that he has enough respect for a fellow actor that the actor really was like, I fucking hate you, that he'd be like, all right, fine. Yeah, it's like, no, I'm um, not going to do it. You know, I don't know. I mean, would you take like a like a Ray Park with this character where Sebastian plays Luke, but Mark still voices him? 
I mean, I think, I mean, it, it might be difficult to do that, but I think you could, especially it'd be, it'd be nearly impossible because you yeah, can't really but, hide behind face makeup and, and whatnot to, to show yeah, emotions. And, and then also like, we assume that if there was a, the level of involvement of Maul that would have been in the, in the follow-ups to Solo was probably low enough to where like, you didn't have to worry about like every fucking scene you're in is going to be like, you know, all right, yeah. well, we got to do this dance now to where, you know, Ray's doing the body and the mo- the mouth movements. And then you got Sam on the side doing the, the ADR. If he was going to be a prominent, like a prominent role where he's in, you know, say 75% of the scenes that you're in, then it would, it would be difficult to do that. Um, I think at that point they would just be like, Hey man, you're, you're just like they did with Alden. Like you are, yeah, Luke Skywalker. Just, just do it. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I mean, I'm him. I'm kind of with one six, and it, it is a very sacred cow type of character. And and even if Stan took it, it people would still be pissed off. I mean, that's just Star Wars fandom. They're, they're yeah, they get angry I mean, at anything. It's it's impossible. Like if you if you want to lose use Luke Skywalker as a character in any sort of form i feel like the only way that that a majority of fans would be happy is to do it like you did again like do it like you did in 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 mando where it is kind of like a cg face with mark's voice and then that way you can say like hey it's still mark doing it it's just obviously mark's in his late 60s early 70s like we we, he can't do the so what what would you do what as as star wars fan nick what would be your preference let's just say we are getting some sort of luke skywalker series dude i'd be down mando timeline what do you want i would be down with sebastian doing it i think that if we if we want these characters to persist into eternity which it seems like a lot of people want (laughs) that's a good point you know like you're gonna have to get to a position to where like other people start to play them and, you know, we already have that now with with young Han Alden's there. You can say what you want about his performance or how you f- felt like he did as as Han. I thought it was a serviceable job. I didn't think he did a bad job at all. I, I, I was not pulled out of the movie because I was like, this yeah, is you Han know, you're Solo. Right. Like, like when I watch that, I see him as Han Solo, not not Alden. Yeah. So like if if these are characters that that you want to keep, then you need to be able to pull yourself away from the person who played them 40 years ago. And for me, if Sebastian's willing to do it, then I'm more than willing to have him take over that mantle. All right. I mean, like we've said before, the, you the resemblance You bastard! Is That's the wrong answer, Nick! <laughs> wrong! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You throw me into the Star Wars gulags, put me away, but... Uh, uh, hold on. One, one six talking shit. He's, he's rolling his eyes at... He does not think I mean, Solo worked well. I, think I, I mean, that's that's fine. Everybody it, it has didn't their work own well with the money, it. but I, I think most fans that got over themselves and their hate of TLJ once they watched it, they're like, "Oh yeah, we're fucking idiots." No, like I, I we, like we should have went and saw this. <laughs> and like I, you know, obviously there are people that are gonna like and dislike every Star Wars property. I liked Solo. I, I know that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of my friends liked it too, but I also know that people didn't like it, and that's totally fine. All right, so but I'll, the, I'll give you the right answer on Sebastian Stan. You keep slightly wonky looking cg mark hamill as long as possible (laughs) i don't think so man i think that like you like because then you're gonna get to a point it's like okay well mark died and and look you know it's it's something that every star wars fan does not want to hear but i mean it's it's gonna happen eventually you know 
Like Mark 69, he's going to be 70 this year. There's not, yeah, at you this know, point in time, it's uh, as, as some of the people in the chat are saying, either go animation if that's the case, or you know, we, we keep Luke Skywalker to bed. I, I'm still someone that said you never had to break Luke out of the fucking toy chest. Yeah, but now that now that the Pandora's, Pandora's box, box is open, been, yeah, it's, it's open, open now. now. And you know, if if you want to use those characters in live action form, you have to be prepared as a fan base to say like, hey, yeah, new people need to be there now, and I'm okay with it. Like, I know. Oh, first I, I off, could care I know less either way. I yeah. I personally don't think we need any more standalone Luke Skywalker stuff. I think yeah. if you sprinkle them in like you did with the Mando and. You, and maybe he pops up across the the suite of shows that Favreau and Filoni are working on for quick hits, video calls, check-ins with Grogu, you know, zooming with Grogu and Luke. Yeah. <laughs> you, you could like the Rangers check in on that. Okay, fine. I, I don't think we need, we don't need Luke stuff. I mean, let, let's yeah. keep expanding the world that oh, Favreau no, look, and Filoni I agree, are creating. But you, you saw what happened with fans when we tried to expand past the originals and the I sequels. Know. I know. Everybody got all butthurt and uh, all of this shit. So like bunch of assholes, like bunch of assholes, you can see that there is still a desire for these characters <laughs> to be here with the fan base. Oh, there is. So and, I, I guess I would still I would take as much Mark as we can get before he dies and then animate it if you have to go hardcore into more Luke Skywalker. And, and here's why I'm OK with Sebastian is because I know know that sebastian is a good actor and i know that he can play the type of role the type of luke skywalker that you yes. would get post rotj so if, if you can do it and you have a guy that is almost a literal facsimile of of young mark hamill then why not do it that's what i'm saying you 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 pulled off where stan is everything but the voice i think that's the best you could do at this point in time yeah so like if you make that seamless to where they, they, the dubbing is fucking perfect emotions, everything. I think that's the best you could do with a live action Luke at this point in time, uh, which is also would be slightly sacrilegious, but I don't think Hamill gives a fuck. It's another paycheck. He'll do yeah, no, he, He's he'll an do. expert voice actor anyways. So to me, I, I would kind of take a hybrid of them both. Um, but I, I, I'm also of the, of the, you know, the school of thought that let, let's leave the big three alone, you know, use them sparingly. Let, let, Cause if, if you get too much of them, then you allow people to start to get angry and, and hateful again. As people I, are going to get angry, like here's what we need to realize <laughs> about star Wars fandom. Now doesn't matter what you do. People are going to hate it. It doesn't matter what you, it could be new characters, it could be old characters. Could be new universes. Could be the is, same is universe. Lesson though is if it's, it comes from Favreau and Filoni. It, it, that's it, all I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. Like there, there's less hate on when it is TV related. <laughs> I'll tell you that. But uh, yeah, it doesn't right. matter. Right. Star Wars fans are brain damaged. A lot of yeah. them. And yes. if it's not exactly what they want, exactly the way that they want it. Then they will try to. Fucking, they will go to some Twitter. Of the most delusional fans out there, where where we think our thoughts. Our, our reality and what should be. And if, if that doesn't come to fruition, then we break out the pitchforks and want to burn down the fucking house. So. Yeah. And it's just, it's just one of those right. things, man, to where if, if you're, if you're creating your content around with fear around what people are going to, you're doing how it the, wrong. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't do that. Go listen to any creator, any director. They don't, they, you know, they know that the decisions that they'll make could piss some people off or not, but they're telling their stories and that's how you have to do it. You cannot 
create with fear because if you do then you won't ever make anything all right so to kind of put this one to bed i'm not going to be surprised if stan does pop up in star wars or if mark pops up again i i I think now that he's the you know the the chess piece is out there i think it's going to be tapped again but i I just hope it's sparingly We, we already know that they that they mix their star wars and marvel now purely through falcon and winter soldier matt and i were talking about this the girl who played Enfys Nest plays uh, the Flag Smasher girl, like the, the like one of the the, the main Flag Smasher girls in, in Falcon Winter Soldier. So you I have love your, that. I was like, hell yeah, she got another role. It's prominent. I think her name is Erin something. She's uh. she's got that iconic, you know, redhead, freckle face look. Uh, instantly when I saw her, I was like, that's Enfys Nest. It's like, yeah. let's do Solo too. She's yeah. acting again. Erin yeah. Nest to the rescue. Then. Aaron Kellyman, so she's she's already it's made kind of like, and I think Nick's right. I think she's playing almost the exact that same role character, <laughs> yeah. where they're they're setting her up as as this bad person stealing for bad people, but it's probably going to be uh, she's doing it for other reasons that are maybe more righteous. Yeah, that's exactly what I told Taylor. I'm like, she's playing the same character that she played in Solo, except it's now <laughs> it's just a Marvel character, and she doesn't have a badass helmet and electro true. spear axe type of thing. Yeah, but, but she's super strong. <laughs> yeah, um, good show by the way. Good MCU still is is not really has not really had a stumble. I mean, they just keep kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, that's Feige for you. So. Uh, all that's right. all we got on Stan and Mark. We'll see you in the not, future. We're not done with Disney Plus yet. We're not, not done yet. with Disney Plus yet. And, and we got some real shit this week. Like, yes. uh, I mean, it's as if Lucasfilm is awakening. It, it knows it's it's crossing. It's getting closer to summer. Blockbuster season. The old con season. It needs to make some waves. Uh, so today we got all the Bad Batch stuff kind of out of nowhere, but I, what was this yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday. Yesterday. We, we just, again, just kind of out of the blue on a Monday. You don't typically get announcements like this on Monday. Announcements like this are say for Tuesdays or Thursdays. I know in video game land, Tuesday is always Tuesday. a big new game release day. We're in movie land Thursday night, Friday is new movie release day. Um, PR days again are heavy on Tuesday for both games and film, but Hey, this dropped on a Monday. We got the full official Kenobi cast now. Some of the rumors came true. Uh, yep. Some cast members never even talked about. Our speculation came true, dude. That's right. The, we the nailed SWTS that speculation. team, once again, was correct on some speculation about returning characters. So let, let us take a minute to go ahead. We'll soak in your praise. Go ahead. You guys can do it. Come on. I can't hear you all. Shower it upon us. All right, I'm just listening to the cheers in my head. Ah, ah, <laughs> Star Wars time. Star Wars time. Star Wars time. Okay, calm down, everybody. Calm down. We don't do it every show, but every once in a while, we hit that speculation juice, and we're like, what? What? But uh, we, we got the Kenobi cast, and, and the two that we're kind of sitting here tweaking our nipples over are Joel Edgerton and Bonnie Peace. Yep. Or Pice. Uh, Bonnie has Pice, literally whatever. turned into Amy Poehler. Yeah, I know. Like, she looks almost exactly like Dude, Amy when Poehler. I first saw this, I was like, Amy, <laughs> Amy Poehler's Poehler. in fucking Kenobi? No, but uh, yeah, this is something we talked about right when we started talking about the casting for Kenobi. We knew what was happening. Yeah, we're Which like, characters come on, Br- could Bru- come Bru- and, Bru- and Owen have to be yeah. in this, right? Yeah, exactly. She's and and they got Joel Edgerton, and that's that was the big point that we talked about. We're like, we don't know if Joel would come back because <laughs> Joel's 
star has grown since yeah. he played a you know basically a five minute part in 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 uh attack clones of the clones and, and at the very end of sith right we're like maybe he's too big but nope he's in there he's coming back as uh uncle 123 owen. amish yeah uh uncle owen and then you got bonnie pice coming back as amperu and that's big shit man because that means we're gonna see them in a prominent way in while we're on Tatooine, you know, we you could see interactions between Kenobi and uh, Owen and Baru, like checking course, in on the kids. Of course, and Nick, I mean, I, I love to toot our horn. I love to pat our back and, and circle jerk ourselves. I mean, if you want to reach around, I can, <laughs> I can hook you up once the pandemic's over. But yeah. this is another one. Like, if you couldn't speculate that Owen and Baru were going to be in Kenobi, who the fuck are you, and why yeah. are, why are you calling yourself a Star Wars fan? Yeah. And, and here's the point I want to make, and this goes back to our buddies that we sometimes make fun of. Um, I just saw this yesterday. I get mixed up in it, but on KRT, one of their, one of their guys put out a tweet of, of Moses Ingram, one of the, the new uh, characters, or, or new actors or actresses to be announced. And, and I guess, and I actually put the tweet down here, and she said, I play with lightsabers. And no joke, one of the guys at KRT tweeted out, Young Ahsoka? <laughs> and I'm going, what? 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 Young Ahsoka? Like, they're, they're going to recast Rosario for a young Ahsoka and Kenobi? I know it's like 17 years different, but come on. Yeah. Come on. Like, how the fuck do those guys have a loyal following? I mean, you should have saw the Twitter replies. There's, there's there's like 30 of them like oh yeah that's that's great oh no i don't think so oh that's fucking stupid but most of them are like oh my god you're right and like Dude, what it's like why why does it have to be why can't it be somebody else like it's not moses yeah, it's ingram not, is not here you go write it down star wars time show speculation via our source moses ingram is not gonna be fucking playing ahsoka tano in the kenobi series yeah Take it to the fucking bank. She's probably going to be an inquisitor, if anything. Yeah, there's no way that she plays Ahsoka. Like, come on. It's just, yeah, not not even in the fucking realm of possibility. Um, Like, is the point of just put out bad takes to get more reaction? Is is that what we're missing, Nick? Like, I think that's it. I say it all the time. We should just start doing it. Like, more clickbait, more bad takes. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that seems to be what builds a following for Star Wars fan shows. And we clearly don't have one. We clearly haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. And it seems like most other things in life, if it's not shit that makes people angry to where they want to click or comment, then no one cares. Yeah. Um yeah, so I definitely not Ahsoka. She's gonna be playing a new character. Could like you said, could be Inquisitor, could be another escaped jedi that that um exactly that Kenobi I mean, tries to meet up with but it's just, you don't need ahsoka in 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 this no, show man no, like it's just not at all know. i think it would be silly it's like when we were talking about krt saying uh, kenobi's gonna show up kenobi and ahsoka are gonna show up in andor it's like why yeah it's like, like people yeah. like think about it Th- these shows are being propped up to yes expand the universe but not to have the same fucking cameos yeah, in same, every show same three characters are gonna be in every show it's like oh hey, obi-wan's man. gonna be in rangers as a force ghost what yeah. it's like why think, it's think like, about the narrative like how, how does that make sense yeah and look man i don't i don't know what 
you know, obviously there aren't any names attached to any of these characters outside of the ones that you know are. Right. are we know you and Hayden, Joel, and Bonnie. Hundred yeah, percent. That that's easy. Everybody else is a question mark. So I mean, I, I, and honestly, I would like it more if it wasn't Ahsoka. It's like you now have a whole show that's dedicated to Ahsoka, and and that's great. That's something that we want to see pick up on. We kind of know what's happening with Ahsoka already at this point. Like she's already in Rebels. And in that role in Rebels, you you kind of have followed her path already. Like she's she's working with the Rebellion. She's right. taking up the role of Fulcrum. It's stupid. It's and stupid. All this other, you don't said. need like, her here. I, I don't even want to waste another sentence on it. it was, I just had to point out again. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of it is I'm, I'm just envious that idiots can have followings of people that kind of hang on every tweet, every social media post yeah. for being dumb. And yet Nick and I, we, we put on a stupid show every <laughs> week and no one gives a fuck. <laughs> so, um, so outside of outside of the. Yeah, the let's Moses move down the, to Kamal. I mean, what, what do Kumail. you think uh, yeah, Nanjiani is playing? K- Kumail's a funny guy, so I feel like, you know, he could be a comic relief type of character in the show. I mean, obviously, if you've watched Silicon Valley, his character uh, was 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 pretty funny there. Yeah, but they, that, they, they put him in that, that. He's in a Marvel movie coming up and he had like he beef is. up and in get action Eternals. ready. So yeah, do you think he's always going to be the funny guy or could they surprise us and maybe make him a bad guy and be a completely different uh, character for Nanjiani to play? I feel like he's going to be like a, he's going to be like, like, I don't know, man. I just, maybe it's because I haven't seen him in a serious role role yet. Like he even had a movie come out last year on Netflix called the fuck. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like another, like kind of semi-romantic comedy with Issa Rae. And like, he was funny in that. Like I, I see him as kind of like a, like he, he, he have to be like be like the bartender at, at obi-wan's local watering hole that's what that i was gonna he, say like he's a bartender <laughs> or maybe he's like a scavenger like he's yeah. like kind of like this weird wares dealer like he's always kind of like passing by obi-wan's house and he's just like hey man got some more shit that i found you want it or i just i just see him as like a funny guy like he's wheeling and cat. dealing with jawas right like yeah he, maybe yeah the, maybe the so. jawa trader I'm with uh, you. I, I I would I would tend to think that he is going to play more of a a good guy or just kind of a, a I don't want to say generic or maybe like a a tweener where he's he's not really very good or very bad. Yeah, uh, he's just kind of a guy. Uh, the other one, Indira Varma. You know, we we talked about we her talked when about she her. was just a rumor. She's in there. Uh, probably. I mean, she's got Imperial. Yeah, uh, it could be could be Imperial. Same, I kind of feel the same way about Rupert Friend. Um, Rupert, Rupert could be. I mean, he is about as Imperial as it gets. I mean, I remember him from Homeland. Yeah, exactly. He was Homeland. Yeah, but he's got that Imperial officer look down. Just even exactly. in the headshot we're looking at on the live stream. I mean, he exactly. he looks like he could have that gray or black uniform on. Yep. Uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. is an uh, interesting one. I I like. I like O'Shea and I know that, you know, people associate him almost solely with, I mean, cause he hasn't been in much, you know, he played his dad in, in trade out of Compton. He played ice cube. Um, I also liked him in the movie Ingrid goes West. I thought he played a great character in that movie and he's been in some other stuff as well. O'Shea is the, is the real wild card here. Cause I can't really pin him down to what he could be doing, you know? Like he, he doesn't I, I could, seem like just some random Tatooine right. native to me. I could see maybe like a, a bounty hunter type, 
could uh, be you know a mercenary something like that uh, yeah someone that uh, is either helping obi-wan because obi-wan needs something or fucking with obi-wan as most people probably will be doing yeah it could could definitely be in the employ of like the huts you know maybe he is that kind of like not really a fixer but he's kind of like a you know he's a he kind of goes out and you know he, he works for the huts tries to get what they need uh takes care of their business for them um some kind of character like that but i i like this casting because i like him as an actor and i can i see him outside of just like oh he was cube in in straight out of compton right. like i think that he does have a very specific you know skill set as an actor and i think that he could he could bring something special to the show so i'm excited about that um and then so this next one soon kang if you're a fan of the Fast and the Furious yeah, I'll pull it up. series, Nick, Nick found a little. <laughs> yeah. So if you're a fan of Fast and the Furious, he plays Han in in Fast <laughs> and the Furious, and it actually turns out that in an Easter egg drop in like Fast and the Furious Seven or something like that, like you never know Han's full name, and then it turns out that his full name is Han Solo. <laughs> yeah, it's, but like Soul as in Korea. Yeah, Soul as in Korea, and then O H <laughs> tagged on to the end. So we have a a, a new Han Solo in Kenobi. Yeah, except that was a it's, good one. Yeah, um, and actually, one of our our fan question this week was kind of uh, around the Obi Wan casting, and somebody called out. He's like, "We have a new Han Solo." Uh, for for Kenobi, and he's talking about Soon Kang here. So we think Soon. I mean, good guy, bad guy. I think he he could be another like assassin type or or, or imperial or. I mean, that, that's it's so hard just looking at, at at faces and trying to figure out what they could be playing. Yeah, like, and I don't want to like typecast people based off of what we said before, but if we're if we're thinking, you know, like, you know, he could he be another like type of character like cheer it was could he be like one of these wills like one of these guardians of the wills again because he's asian i know yeah, I, I don't want to typecast way to go, people. Way to go nick you racist <laughs> i don't want to typecast people but like you know could he be something like that yeah, I don't, or, or like a you know a, someone a little more mystical a little more into the the spiritual side of star wars yeah you know, maybe not full-on force user like you said very very cheer it or bays like yeah but also like i could see him being um a rebellion like a, a member of the rebellion like a rebellion middle middle guy like maybe like a lieutenant in the rebellion something like that okay like a, yeah like i do a, keep forgetting the the whole rebel the the rebel faction could yeah. definitely be a part of this like show. the like maybe like a runner like kenobi's probably not in touch with anybody in the rebellion as we know like given what we heard in rogue one like hey i can reach out to my friend or well that's you know, a, we actually someone put this in the the chat here uh ctlklr uh james bond uh just said surprised not to see bail organa jimmy smiths and that's a good point uh because you and i were both kind of speculating that he would be a character that could definitely uh would would make sense in kenobi and yet here we go he's not here so yeah um so lots lots of possibilities for him i would like to see him as some sort of rebel like maybe like another rebel spy that that tries yeah, to yeah. you know stay in contact. How about S- Simone Kessel? She seems like a Tatooine native to me. Yeah, like she seems Lo- like love interest help. Could be, could be. A, I mean, it would be interesting if they did kind of throw a love interest Kenobi's way. 
Especially if it is like a Tatooine native. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's why I, I could see Indira or Simone being being a a figure that might have caught Kenobi's eye over the ten years he's been uh, kind of being that creepy grandfather from afar. Yeah, uh, but uh, they could also just be inhabitants that get mixed up in in his uh, adventure for one reason or the other. Uh, and yeah. this last one here, I've I've heard this name before and seen the face, but it looks kind of creepy to me. Yeah, B- Benny Safdie. So he's in Uncut Gems as like one of his more recent pieces. I mean, oh, I'm not... they're, they're the brothers that make the movies. Yeah, yeah. The right. Safdie it, brothers are the, the movie. Safdie brothers make the movies. Okay. Yeah. So so he's primarily known as a director. Um, but he has acted in some of like, obviously he acted in Uncut Gems for a, a small piece. I think he put himself in. Um, but I think that like, he may end up being like an Imperial peon, maybe like, yeah, maybe he like just a looks lower doofy. level. Yeah. He yeah. looks like someone that's going to get picked on like a kind of be at the, the, the butt of, of a joke, <laughs> you know, just, yeah. He doesn't look like he holds a lot of weight within the the Kenobi verse. Yeah, yeah. So, um, his his role is going to be interesting as well. He could be like a like a middleman, like a like some sort of middleman between like Kenobi and somebody. Yeah, he's like that like that douche. He's like that douche <laughs> character that isn't fully bad or good, but is douchey enough that yeah, will do something douchey that screws the good guy at first, but then it comes back to bite him in the ass. Yeah, there you go. That works. Um, so yeah, man, it'll be interesting to see who he plays, but I mean, I, I like the cast. I like the, the choices. I mean, I'm familiar with a lot of the players in it, uh, you know, as we kind of went through the only ones that I don't really know anything about is, is, is Moses and Simone Kessel. Like everybody else, right. there is a yeah, familiarity to a degree, you know, in, in Deera coming from Game of Thrones, which I like. I mean, I, I just just, you know, like when when George first did Star Wars, I mean, outside of uh, Harrison, who was in a few movies, I mean, all those. I mean, I know Fisher, she's Hollywood royalty through her family. Yeah. But it's not like she had done anything major uh, in, in Hamill for sure. So uh, can we see Job in the show? Yeah. Why not? Tones. I think Jabba could definitely... Yeah, make, uh, make a play in. Have a little play, see some sand people, some Jawas. Uh, the, the other really, and we we announced this episodes ago, but the other uh, reveal with this official cast listing was that they are getting to work in two days. Uh, once, once April starts, the show is filming, uh, which which ensures there's no shot in hell. This is a a 2021 release. This is definitely going to be yeah 2022. Uh, probably this time. This will probably get the Bad Batch slot. Or the um, Wand Division slot yeah. in 2022. Yeah. So, and and as they have described it, this is a uh, special event series. So this is not going to be like a. There, it's highly unlikely that we yeah, get a season two. It's a one and done. Yeah. It's it's a one and done. Uh, we don't know if there's any plan. You know, like. We're we're assuming four episodes. I don't know if that was ever confirmed. Though is is it confirmed four episodes? Um, no clue at this point in time. But I, I think we should bank on getting at minimum four hours of Kenobi life. Yeah, I, I'm assuming that it's going to be at least four hours. So, um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. Like again, this has with the with the people in play here with the cast that has now been revealed. Um, 
you have the potential to make this one of like even if it is four episodes one of the best like you know mini series uh that you could put together for star wars well they got a new bar to reach because uh, you know mando set it high but apparently falcon, falcon and, and winter, winter soldier. soldier just smashed it yeah it was the hot most watched series release for it, disney it, it just yeah. goes to show you like how much larger of an audience marvel pulls than star wars which is crazy yeah um, it, but that, I mean, that's life i mean star wars truly is still a property or people are like yeah that's a little too geeky nerdy for me I'll, I'll do the comic book cool stuff yeah and hey man that but like that's the thing is like star wars they you know they they pulled in a younger audience again with the with the cartoon series and then you know that's why they need to do big movie releases every 10 to 15 years because that's what pulls in the young people like they need you need to keep getting right. young audiences and marvel just naturally um is is built for younger audiences so like kids nowadays they don't really like kids nowadays don't really have a star wars to attach themselves to outside of the sequels and and i think that's that's what disney's trying to do now is like we need to rope in younger audience to make sure that this franchise well, don't worry i'm doing persists. my work lucasfilm i'm 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 doing my damnedest to ensure that my little daughter is a, a fan of star wars yeah. until she dies or she'll just hate it because i make her watch it but i think she generally still yeah uh, so we, we, we did a little clone wars yesterday but uh yeah. we'll do kenobi when that comes around so uh kenobi like i said we're, we're probably not going to get shit in terms of uh the content until yeah. mid yeah you know q2 late q1 2022 yeah and given so ctr says here or ctk says that it's six episodes listed on imdb so it could be could be six but we don't let's know hope so let's hope yeah so. hopefully e either way bank on at least four hours i, I yeah. think we can uh, and say that safely yeah given the the cadence of like content releases for upcoming series i would expect so we're we're literally a month and five days out from the release of, of um, Bad Batch. So that's when we got our first full length trailer. I think it was what, like a month and a half ago that, got, that we got the other one. So you would figure if we're getting if if we're falling in the WandaVision slot, we might get like a teaser trailer for it. Like maybe the end of December, early January 2022 for Kenobi. But yeah, we, we're not going to hear anything about Kenobi outside of like set leaks and stuff like that for a while. Um, so strap in, everybody. All right, Bob Jones, thank you for doing your part. We appreciate you and speak your name. There we go. Okay, uh, sticking with some Disney Plus stuff. You know, we, we've had a few now, some made up, some speculative, some real. This is real, but leaky. It's one yeah. of those leaky real stories. Uh, and we got some more uh, set leaks, set image leaks from the Andor set over there in the UK. I didn't uh, do the clicky thing again. That was my bad. All but right. these I, images I are really, big enough. Yeah, I don't know if it really matters. Really, the yeah. only difference now is on set is we are getting a shot of it looks like an Imperial vehicle. Yes. And then there seems to be some sort of uh, gathering. that They've got a lot of extras on set here. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm talking probably... Uh, what do you think? Almost 80 people there? Yeah, that's that's easily 50, 50 to 60, maybe and 80. They, if, they all know. seem to be wearing like... They that, almost look like Rebel Naboo pilot red. outfits. Yeah, no, they're wearing like that Naboo red. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like from the Phantom Menace, how okay. they, like all the guards and stuff kind of had that maroon 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not saying it's Naboo because they're they're keeping the the street kind of red dust yeah, like it's, that. It's a it's a warm color, you know, red, maroon, orangish color from what we can see. Obviously, these are these are taken from either a drone or some sort of helicopter. Yeah, I I'm, um, I've got it zoomed in on the site. Um, yeah, I mean you can. Yeah, right it looks, it's like you got all these these characters in in red dress, and it looks like there's a a line of they're in gold dress. And they're in yeah. this circle, and it's like they're, I don't know, are they watching a fight? Are they listening to someone talk? You got it, yeah. there's stormtroopers on kind of the terraces overlooking them. Yeah, it almost looks like there's there there could be like like somebody giving a speech or something yeah. like that. Yeah, you that's know, like what the, I'm the, thinking. Because there's one person that's standing in the middle, and it looks like he's got something sitting next to him. It's not a person. It looks like it could be some sort of item. And he's probably like either like rallying the troops right. of wherever they are. Or, right. I mean, if you zoom in enough, you can definitely see like alien faces. Uh, it seems like you have a lot of people that, that, that are in some sort of like, uh, like prosthetic faces. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying this is Jetta either, but it, it's similar to, to Jetta scenery where you got yes. people kind of going about their standard day, but it's an occupied town right i mean mm-hmm. you, you've got imperials watching over you at any second you know maybe some rebels will will do it a like an insurgent attack type of deal yeah um, it, it definitely feels like it's on the precipice of something going down yeah and, and it, it, the, the empire is is on edge and whatever's yeah. happening in this scene um but yeah i mean like really all you get like you get multiple different shots of this same gathering nick i guess why why do you think they went so practical on andor versus uh using the volume yeah i don't know man i mean this is a fully fucking built town like like i no joke this is a full town set what, what may be happening like the volume is very practical when you're like you're in one spot and you're not like moving around a lot. Like if you are yeah. having a chase scene where like you're using this whole street, like you're running up this whole street or like this car is like chasing somebody down the whole street. Like that's, that would be hard to pull off in the volume because you are kind of limited in the, into the amount of space that you need to use. But if you're doing like a, the best way I could put it is like a Jason Bourne esque chase sequence where like you're jumping on roofs and you're going in and out of multiple buildings. Yeah. Then right. like you can't really do that in the volume, so there you could be in a situation like that where you, where you do need more more space and multiple points of ingress and egress for like people to move in and out of. Um, and I would imagine it's for more than probably just one scene slash yeah. episode. I mean, th- this could very well be a main uh, location, kind of like how Navarro was used in season one of the Mando. Exactly. Like uh, if you're, they're probably not building here. this out just for a quick quick yeah. hit no this is this is going to be like almost like a home base or something yeah. that's used quite a lot um, and you can't and you can't say it's tatooine i mean that that red dirt no, is very no, pronounced no. not, and that, not that, tatooine for sure it's definitely not and, and the architecture isn't very tatooine-esque as in you know kind of rudimentary and ghetto looking yeah uh, just hovels essentially is all they they lived in it looks like we've got some legit structure here uh, but I, I do. I, I feel like w- whatever city this is, the residents are kind of bow-wowing. Something's <laughs> happening, and the imperial presence is getting a little itchy. Yeah, yeah. I think that it might be like, hey, you know, we we kind of dealt with this imperial shit long enough. Like it may be time for us to 
to to consider our options for like what what can we do in terms of rebelling and right the, you know, the guy like, in the middle like nick said i mean he he's alexander hamilton getting up on the soapbox preaching about how we need to start yeah doing something with no taxation without representation eat it eat it uk yeah so um i mean it looks good it is very similar to some of the it's the same set that we saw before little marlo so now in the they're UK. just using it they're actually yeah. filming so now, now yes now andor filming. is actually filming guess what they're still filming which means it's not ready uh, yeah. this is this is probably another 2022 in fact and, now that I, I forgot about andor completely this is probably going to get uh the first run in front of kenobi kenobi will more than likely either be a now that I think about the Bad Batch release or maybe a summer release. Yeah, it could be a summer. Because there, um, there's, there's no way they're going to bring Kenobi up into the fall because that, that's Mando season three time slot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I like what we're seeing here. And if this is, if we are kind of like close on the speculation that this could be like an uprising in a small city, then that really does fit Andor. Like, you know, that really does fit this you idea. Think. You would think the gist of it is him realizing that he wants to rise up and then going to get others to do the same with him. Yeah, I mean, this could like, this could be Andor's home, like Cassian's hometown, and like we get to see the shock of what drew him into the rebellion. You know, like, yeah. is this where his parents were killed, where his family was slaughtered yeah, is, by the Empire, because, or something that really yeah. exposes him to the evil side of the Empire? Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, it would have been like like uh, Devin saying in chat. This would have been a good day to be a, a movie extra, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know, right? I, mean, I know you only get like a hundred bucks, but I I would take a hundred bucks and just it, I'll tell you right now, I've been on a set. It is unbelievably boring. It is one of the <laughs> most boring days I've ever had in my entire life. There's a reason they have trailers. There's a reason the trailers are pimped out. There's a reason the famous people have you know assistants coming out the ass to get them stuff. Yeah, it is so fucking boring, like mind numbing. You you want to stab your eyes out by the end you of the literally day. Literally, just sit there. It's awful. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. And uh, I wasn't an extra. I was there like with with the with the stunt coordinator, just seeing what he does. And same thing. You'd be like, all right, let's practice, and then you wait for five hours until you're called on set. Yeah. Uh, but either way, I would have taken my hundred hundred dollar extra pay and sat there with like diarrhea and been happy to be an extra in a star Wars property. Yeah. So. Right. Just to have your face or even if they covered your face, have your body on camera and say like, I was in star Wars. bitch. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, cool stuff out of the Andor set. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think that this could be again, like this has, of course, dude. one, this has the ability to be more than just a special event series. This could poss possibly be multiple recurring. Seasons, for sure. you it, know? it has potential. I mean, and, we, we know, we know the finality of the character, but there's still, a time lot. to to write many more stories about them yeah so i'm excited about what could come I'm, hey dude here. anything star wars i'm i'm always at least going to go into it with a positive mindset exactly like, this this can't be bad it may not be great but it can't be bad that's how exactly. i operate with star wars exactly um all right. all right well that that wraps up our topics for this week as we said until today we were literally like, man, there really ain't shit to talk about outside of the Kenobi cast. Uh, and, you know, then we got the Bad Batch dropped on us, which gave us a good, you know, around two hours of content before we get into the fan segment. So, um, but with that being said, it is time to move into that fan segment, which starts off with our question of the week that Matt threw out to you guys. 
Uh, and like yeah, we so mentioned, let me get the screen switched up. And as many may have guessed it, I don't know if anyone's playing PP bingo. Yeah, it's time. But if you said that I was going to have to pee before the two hour mark today, you're a winner. Ding, ding, Check. ding, 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 ding. Mark it off. So, uh, Matt, you can pull up the first response, the story response. I don't know who you it's got from. it, buddy. It's from, uh, I don't know if you can uh, tell. Ripic Ripic Tan, I believe is okay. The name. Ripic Tan. There we go. So I'll read them out while Matt takes a pee. Uh, but the question was, which Kenobi cast member has you the most excited? Question of the week. Not like physically excited, everybody. Because if we did that, there's a couple of options. There's actually there's a whole host of options. I find Hayden very attractive myself. Uh, but this is who are you most excited to see in the show? Uh, so Ripic Tan says here, he says, besides you and Hayden, I'm pumped about O'Shea Jackson Jr. He will be awesome, I think, hopefully with a cool role, but all in all stoked, stoked on the whole cast. Yeah, man. I mean, to me, I think I, you know, mentioned that in when we were on the segment, but I'm really excited about O'Shea, too. I think he's a good actor. I think he brings a lot of range to the role, because if you watched him in Straight Outta Compton, obviously he plays a more serious character because he's playing his father he's playing ice cube during the um yeah the nwa days and then you even get to see the split with between nwa and then and then cube which is not really a comedic role at all but then in other movies like ingrid goes west he does play a little bit more of a light kind of comedic role so there's a lot of possibilities for who he can play so i'm excited about him too um also excited to see the level of uh for me the level of involvement of both Joel and Bonnie as Baru and um all right and I'm back did I I think I heard two things one Nick wants to blow Hayden Christensen hey man and two we all love the idea of O'Shea Jackson Jr. in Kenobi right yes he really correct. will be kind of a different character I mean the obvious thing is is his color I mean we, we still haven't had that many <laughs> Uh, sadly, black characters in Star Wars, especially Lando, pro- especially <laughs> prominent ones, right? Yeah, I mean, you got Lando, Lando and Finn. Lando and young Lando. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lando, young Lando, and Finn, and we all know what happened Janna. to Finn. So yeah. there you go, Janna, Janna right? Tross. I mean, um, and, and so, so I, I think O'Shea could definitely uh, be a standout character just with the you know the bravado he acts with. And, you know, he's he's kind of a, a beefier guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I definitely think he could be a, a dominant presence on the show. Dude, I'm like I'm more excited about this show because he's in it. I'm just going to be honest. Like I was excited about the show to start with, but I like him. I like him as an actor and it has nothing to do with his father or anything like that. Like. I like what he brings to the stage, and I like what no, he brings I, I, to the I'm screen. I'm with you, man. I mean, I, I was first exposed to him in Straight Outta Compton, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, just because of you know the, 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 the time it portrays, the, the music genre. I, mean, I love, love 80s, 90s rap. Still, still big into most rap, but classic rap is where I'm at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think he's going to be great. I mean, this next one here from uh, the, the, our PR guru, Spas yeah. Spunky, uh, Got to be uh, Kumal Nanjiani. I love his stand-up and his podcast, and it's been a great ride watching his career as an actor grow. <laughs> Can't wait to see what his role is. I, I, I'm very intrigued by him because he is he's kind of become a character actor, which I know actors never want to be described as. Yeah, he, he has kind of fallen into that. that but but category. even in, like, you get, did you watch that, that buddy movie with Batista? 
where like he's a yeah yeah uh, he's like plays a an uber like he's fantastic Stuber, yeah. he's fantastic in that as like the comedic relief so and that's the ha- thing is like i don't want to i don't want to go into this and i said it, it's like i don't want to think he's that but i feel like he's going to be the funny guy yeah and, and you got to be careful because humor in star wars works if it's done correctly yeah if it's too overtly like I remember the first time I saw Luke throw the lightsaber, I did laugh. But now when I see it, it's kind of ridiculous looking and slightly offensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you can't go too over the top humor, which uh, Nanjiani, I mean, he's a talent. He doesn't have to do stupid shit. But, you know, a lot of his lines are typically very boop but out boom you know like yeah the, like i mean punchy if you, if they're you, very punchline esque if you like look at his imdb it he like yeah you know the full silicon valley five years 50 over 50 episodes comedy uh men in black international he voices pawnee which i believe is like the frank character from the old men in blacks so like a dog yeah or something like that um you know, Stuber, he plays that character. Lovebirds is another one where he plays like it's another comedy movie. Like that is what his character like he does that. Like he the one this- he wrote, the big sick or whatever, I-, I would assume that gets pretty serious, but also I'm assuming he's still funny guy Nanjiani in it, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like it's still another comedy. Like Hot Tub Time Machine 2. He is another it's another comedic <laughs> role. So like he has played these things, and obviously he's in the Eternals, I don't know who Kingo is in the Eternals, but he's one of the main characters in the Eternals. But I don't know. Is that like a comedic part or what? Like, I don't All know. All I know is he took his shirt off and dude got he fucking, fucking jacked and ripped for the yeah, role. He so was ripped, If, if he is a funny, funny guy in the Eternals, he's also going to be probably uh, quite capable of kicking ass. Yeah, I think he's one of the heroes. He's like, he's one of the, the main heroes in it. So I am excited for Kumail. Yeah, well. I mean, he to me, he was the one like, oh, really? That that'll be interesting to see how he works in the star Wars universe. And I've got mm-hmm. no doubt that he can do it. I just, I want to see what they've cooked up for him. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, next, next up, up, same situation. So this is pictures from our, or pictures by R2D2. He says, obviously obvious one is Hayden, but more interesting is Benny Safdie. He's a good director and actor. Uh, so, inter- so be interesting to see, what they've got planned for him. And that's kind of what we were saying on in the segment is like, what, is, what is he going to do? You know, like, is he going to be like some sort of like, you know, kind of side punching bag guy? For- I, I, I'm, I'm rolling with that. Just based on his face, uh, he just <laughs> looks face. like a guy that is going to be, he's going to be that incompetent bad guy that almost gets the job done, but, but never really does, but, but still really does enough to fuck up, up the good guys. Yeah. So kind of like, Hux and TLJ yeah, where he's literally like the punching bag. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not yeah. as over the top, but yeah, exactly. Same type of character, like a, you know, very military type of man, maybe high ranking. So he gets respect from the rank, but that's about it. Dude, that's another character in the sequel trilogy where Ryan really just threw him off the rails. Like not saying him. anything about Ryan, like in TFA, he was like, this is a serious character. Like he was equal footing with Kylo. Yeah. In, he in he was kind of, they were kind of cutting him up to be like Tarkin. They were like, he's like Tarkin, except he's not way older than, than, right. than Kylo. And then TLJ comes around and he's literally like a punchline. Like he's yeah, the just, whole just movie beat up. I mean, he gets, 
He gets made fun of by Poe to start. Then he gets yeah. force slammed by Palpatine second yeah. via Snoke. It, dude, it, it, like <laughs> the, the, the the fucking ride that that character went on. I was like excited for for Hux after he gave that speech on Starkiller Base to all of the First Order, and then yeah. that fucking beam shoots out. I was like, oh man, he's gonna be a badass. And then, nope. <laughs> Turned into a dildo. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking douche. Um, all right. Uh, next up, we got Tones here. Tones1138, good friend of the show, says, Hayden, for sure, it won't be a Goosebumps moment like Luke and Mandalorian, but the possibility of seeing Anakin in some live action oh, Clone Tones, Wars who are you scenes. kidding? You know you're going to be popping Goosebumps and maybe yeah. letting a little tear come out of that duct. A little half-mast as well. So, uh... <laughs> It's some live action Clone Wars scenes with flashbacks from Kenobi or even in his castle with scenes reminiscent of yes. Rogue One gets me so hyped. I no, want dude. both of that. I, I, I think the live action Clone Wars shit would be phenomenal. I agree. I agree. And like this is again, I, I told you guys this right when the Hayden casting happened. Mad and I were on the Hayden for Vader train when Rogue One was announced. Not even like when it came out, when it was announced. And this is back when we were still, this is before we had officially switched over to Star Wars time. So this is way in the archives. This is probably 500 episodes deep. You have to go down the Star Wars time show to find where we were talking about Hayden for Vader when fucking Rogue yeah, we'll, One. We'll sell those episodes as NFTs. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put those out there. It's, it's, it's classic internet content. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, Hayden being in this, it really does just give give a second opportunity to a good actor to bring the character to life oh, yeah. again. I mean, we're talking serious amounts of nostalgia and rock hard nipple moments. I think and you, I hope that I hope that, that John and Dave Well, obviously this is Deborah, but you know, even, you know, they're, you know, Dave's going to be involved to a certain degree. Like I hope Deborah can opposite what do the opposite to, uh, to Hayden's career of what George did. Because George really just kind of like took Hayden's career and shot it right in the face. Yeah, he, it was he, like, he chewed him up and spit him out and yeah, then stuck like, him to the bottom of his shoe like old gum. Yeah, it's like, sorry, man, you're just never going to work again. Yeah. I hope like he comes into this and he plays a prominent enough role and Deborah does a good enough yeah. job that like he comes back up. Like he, he, they, they, yeah, Hollywood, you're saying this is like again. Hayden's Dancing with the Stars moment, right? Like, yeah. like he does his turn on Dancing with the Stars and wins, and then he gets to host E News like Mario Lopez. I hope it's a little bit better than hosting <laughs> E News. You know, I hope that he, I hope that that they give. Him I'm with more you, man. It does. Now. It does seem like Hayden has has suffered long enough for his involvement in Star Wars. I mean, at least. Mark had his his voice work to do after Star Wars, even though no one was giving him actual on camera roles except for Kevin Smith. Uh, you know, Carrie always had the connections. She's script doctoring, uh, you know, getting getting work that way, but also doing little stuff for Kevin Smith. Uh, Harrison clearly it just made his career even bigger. Yeah. I mean, Harrison's a completely different story, but so. yeah, it does. It seems like at least one, one actor or two from each trilogy just gets fucked after participating in a, in a main role mm-hmm. in a main star Wars role. I mean, I mean it, dude, it's, if you, it's, it's looking it's like Daisy's like, getting it from this one poor thing, yeah. but dude, it's, it sucks, man, because I liked him a lot. Like I liked him in, the movies that he even had after like 
you know, Jumper, I was a big fan. Like, yeah, that, it's not bad. It's movie. not a bad movie. He's good in it. I'm telling yeah. you, you go to that one great scene in Attack of the Clones where he's in the Lars um, garage. Yeah. Fucking perfect. Like, that is perfect textbook how Anakin should have been portrayed more times than he was. Did we know that he played Anakin in Clone Wars Season 7? Voiced him? It says Anakin Skywalker in Shattered. In yeah, the episode I think, called Shattered. I, I think there was some chatter about that. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, that, that was made. That that we definitely yeah, no, so that. Matt Lanter still did the voice. I guess he did the mocap. There you go. So but I mean, yeah, I mean, outside of after a jump or whatever, I think he's done basically straight to Walmart bin type of movies. Yeah. Like he's in, in something recently with Harvey Keitel, like a dystopian future deal that was. A, yeah, I think a, it's the it's called The Last Man. Yeah. yeah, just straight to bullshit. It's like, poor guy. Yeah. I mean, and his All talent, because he said he wishes he could have wished it away. <laughs> and like his talent is just greater than what he's doing. And it's it's sad, man. And I really do hope that he comes out, puts on yes. a fucking killer performance. He's an and untouchable for some reason. I know, dude. It's they like, they fight, like Hollywood blackballed him. Yeah, it's like and hey, I don't know. People will see his face, they'll associate it with the prequels, and they'll vomit instantly. So we yeah, can't I mean use that's him. the problem. Is like he he literally just got like you're you're the shitty Anakin Skywalker that nobody wanted, and it's like damn, dude, but bastards. <laughs> bastards yeah. all right who's who's next here bat 2797 hayden is the obvious choice i'm excited to see how this all plays out more than who all the other actors are yeah uh yeah. well yeah, we, we've kind of beat that one into the ground but yeah. we're with you too i mean i i'm most excited and this is very generic and dumb but i'm most excited to see more kenobi and more vader skywalker i mean come 100%. on in yeah. the end that that's star wars so give it um, to me next up action figure snaps good friend of the show says i'm excited for o'shea jackson what could ice cube jr be doing in star wars um i mean and, and like the responses to the question were all kind of the same like you know i tried to pick out different ones but a lot of it was o'shea a lot of it was hayden and then you had that one Benny Ooh, Safety sprinkled I in. I went too far. I went to the battle bracket. Oh, so. no. Spoiler alert. But no, um, yeah, I mean, O'Shea is going to be, like I said, man, he, he has the potential to play so many different types of characters. You know, like if he if he plays yeah. it a little bit more light. He, he he's could, full spectrum. He could be bad, good, or uh, an in, the middle, in the middle, like a like a boba, like a bounty hunter. Yeah, you know, exactly. Kind of the, so. a, a merc or even Din himself. So. Uh, good stuff, fans. Thank you for uh, responding. If you do want to get mixed up in the Star Wars Time Show fan segment, there's two avenues of success. First, you can participate in the question of the week. The question usually drops Tuesday mornings before the live stream. Just make sure you're paying attention to at Star Wars Time Show on Instagram. Look for it in the story or in the post. If it's in the post, go ahead and leave a comment. If it's in the story, do what you do with stories. And if we like it, we may put it up and read it live during the show. The other way to get featured on the Star Wars Time Show's fan segment is coming up right now, and that is via the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. Now, to get mixed up into this little party, you got to do a little work for us, all right? It's not a lot. We're not asking for money. 
But if you want the chance to be featured both on our socials and more importantly, in the infamous top five segment of the Star Wars Time Show every week, you need to be following at Star Wars Time Show on Instagram and tagging us in every one of your Star Wars posts. It could be, like I said last week, you know, maybe you peed in the snow and it ended Mm -hmm. up looking like a Wookiee. That is a Star Wars Time Show type of post. Tag us and then use hashtag Star Wars Time Show. That way, I'll see it every day. I'll put you out in our daily roll of 12 features. And if you're lucky, this man right here sitting next to me will pick you for the top five Star Wars fan artist feature segment on our weekly show. So let's get going, buddy. There we let's go. Let's do it. The first entry into this week's top five is an awesome shot from at press underscore pause underscore photography underscore. And it's a dark side Luke shot. So this is like you can see he's in his basically his best spin Luke outfit, the full tan suit. I believe this is that hyper real Luke that you have. Um, and he's. Got yeah, two. So you're, you're, this is rubber, rubber boy Luke. 100%. Yeah, rubber, rubber Luke, rubber made Luke. Um, and he's got, you can see the pose. So he's kind of like leaning forward. He's got his hands behind him, like in a almost like a Naruto run kind of form. But he's got two stormtroopers hovering behind him, and you can see that he's clearly force choking them to death. And he's got the Sith eyes. I like how press pause put in those Sith eyes into his face. Oh, yeah, and it just does like with Daddy on Mustafar. His yeah. eyes are orange red and yes. flaming. And if you look like that, actually, like the face sculpt for this Luke fits really well with this like dark side visage oh, yeah. that oh, yeah, press yeah. pauses put on him. Yep. Um, I just thought it was a really uh, a really cool way to portray Luke. You don't see a lot of like young dark side Luke shots from the community, and I know that like um, the old old eu novels had him you know make a turn for the dark in the um and in some of the later novels i think it was like heir to the empire novels or something like or not heir to the empire but it was another set of three where like he turns to the dark side there was a clone emperor and all this other stuff so um i i, I love this this i love clone emperors Luke. nick they're my favorite. i know right you you were a big fan of the clone emperor and clone Trons. emperors and and anyone that is powerful in the force has to either be a palpatine or a skywalker i know that was no your favorite other part. middle ground that was it's not like we part. had yodas or mace windus or grogu's only palpatines and skywalkers can be ultimate force users now we know yes now we know so <laughs> um great yeah man press pause it's good shit no press pause is definitely uh, growing into a formidable account in terms of just content put out and quality of shots so make sure to give them a follow yeah awesome shot here so next up we have a shot from underscore at underscore by dave and what's funny is this is actually not a figure this is a statue because I remember when this statue came out, I was like, holy yeah, shit, this looks badass. I think he's like composited other stuff into it. Exactly. It, right. Yeah. So the statue, the pose that you see is just the statue pose. And what we're looking at is Maul. This is like feral dark Maul. Oh, yeah. yeah dark like Maul. No, no, no uh, grinding of his head horns. I mean, this yeah, is where no. he has his crown. Yeah. Full I, I love horns. Maul with his crown. Yeah. I mean, yeah. His, his horn crown is fucking pimp exactly so like full horns grown out just madness on his face like ah, just fucking going crazy 
uh, full metal legs. And you see in one hand, he has his full dual saber ignited with just crazy fucking effects coming out of it. And in the other hand, I don't know if this is actually on the statue or not. I can't remember. He's got the dark saber ignited. That's what and I then, mean. Like, like Matt said, just composited all around him. You see like stormtroopers shooting at him, fucking stormtroopers cut down, dead. It's just so badass. Like this is too. Let's let's go check is, out by Dave. Yeah, this is fucking yeah. feral mall to a T, man. And you know, he he says that he is a Photoshop artist. He doesn't give any BTS, but like this shit is just he does. He does a fantastic job of like compositing, photoshopping in all of these like stormtroopers around him, the fucking atmosphere around him to make him look like a badass just killer. Yeah, it looks like is. a fresh account too. Uh not many posts, 281 followers, so uh, it looks like a new one to the community, and I'm not signed in because we're dealing with some fucking crazy shit with yeah, Instagram some IG, right now. some IG fuckery. Uh, um, so, at underscore by Dave, if you're into the kind of the, the more graphic designer approach to Star Wars art, the Photoshop approach, then... Uh, I definitely recommend checking out at underscore by Dave. Yes, yes. Good shit. Good shit all around. So, I mean, this shot in particular, very, very strong. So beautiful work. Um, next up, we have at lights underscore camera underscore tentacles. Uh, good friend of the show. The guy who was fighting in the in the. Yes. Fan- oh, actually, we skipped one of the pieces of the fan segment. Shit. Uh, we skipped the battle brackets. It's all right. We'll, co- we'll come we'll, back to we'll, it. We'll close out. Uh, he was fighting for Human Torch last week in the battle brackets. Um, I still love that. Actually, um, I think I shared this shot, and he's like, oh, hey, thanks, guys. I said, hey, we, you were talking about you on the show last week with your comment war. And he's like, oh, yeah, I was definitely ruffling some feathers. <laughs> yeah. no, dude, I just I just remember that that whole battle about... No, he what? was going... It was Human what, what Torch. The one guy said about the Human Torch or uh, whatever. It was, it was he a was great like, line. He was like, oh, fucking Anakin could just suck all the oxygen out yeah, of yeah. him. And then, and then <laughs> Tentacles was like, dude, he can like, Torch can go Torch in space. He doesn't uh, yeah, need I lo- It was fantastic <laughs> shit. I love it. I love it. Or it was like Human Torch can only kill like fucking old people or some shit. It was weird. It was a, it was a good comment thread um but anyways but, he's not he's not talking shit about the uh, comic book and star wars characters in this shot we're returning to his created world of i believe it is cluster cluster flux, flux. yeah the cluster flux uh, universe. where nothing is what it seems uh, i mean this dude only works in mashed Mash up, up figures uh where we're looking at one of his awesome droid creations where the head is definitely chopper yep uh, but the body looks like a mix of a bb8 maybe some transformers who the fuck knows but uh you essentially have this chopper on robot roids choking out a xenomorph <laughs> and kind of doing his wah, 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 yeah look. He's got like, his little what, arms like what are you fucking looking at I'm i'm just doing work yeah, dude, this is, I mean, I love the shot. I love the Cluster Flux universe that, that uh, Lights, Camera, Tentacles has created. It's awesome. And it's just like this, like you said, this. it's just a mashup of so many things. You got the BB-8 kind of torso. You got the chopper head. You got the Xenomorph sitting there just fucking choking somebody out. I mean, it's so good. Um that it was just like, man, the creativity behind this was so strong. I I, I really enjoy. He's, everything he's, he's one doing. of my favorite just for 
the 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 imagination and i mean this dude doesn't just buy a toy to collect it and shoot it the toy is purchased it is heavily modded and yeah. changed it to something completely unique like art pieces unique yeah uh, these aren't just your standard you know this is a, a cool custom or a cool mashup i mean these are these become like full-on new creations yeah uh, and it all fits as he said in the cluster flux nexus of all realities multiversal sinkhole anything can happen anyone can drop in stories customs toy photography there we go so good stuff beautiful stuff at lights camera tentacles on instagram go give him a follow um next up in the top five we have <laughs> at alan rappa with another really oh, cool hilarious. mashup i fucking love this mashup so what we see here is a, a an imperial scout trooper <laughs> but his head is doc brown from yes. <laughs> from uh back, back to the future. future and then you have little grogu in there in his sack kind of you know across doc brown's chest and he's on a speeder bike rolling through Endor, and it's it's, just, it's so good dude because this is the, the for collectors out there the the toy is the most recent spider uh, uh speeder bike release from the mandalorian so it's the white speeder bike where you get the little bag and grogu's head pops out of it you know to recreate some season one goodness uh but but as nick explained a very simple change of just popping the scout troopers bucket off and putting on the NECA doc brown face makes it fucking everything it in the face so expression funny. it's like doc i'm like oh it's like he's yeah. you know it's like he's almost getting electrocuted it's it's that very it's a it's a look of surprise um and it just fits because it's it's like he is he's he's running from something he's speeding away from something you're the speed so much he's like oh you know like holding on it's just a a brilliant crossover and mashup of a figure yeah dude it's just like again, like the creativity behind this shot is so good. To like, basically, you're mashing up like Mandalorian, ROTJ, <laughs> and and Back to the Future. It's all just in that, one that shot. face on Doc is so fucking perfect. The expression dude, is. is just like, oh, it is, dude. It, that, that's that's the thing that really sells it is like that fucking face on Doc Brown, dude. It's so the good. Best. So oh, now, now Con Connor, you missed your praise by about a, a post or two, buddy. But thanks oh, no. for showing up. Thanks for showing up. Oh no, sorry, sir. Let's press pause. But yeah, at Alan Rappa, check him out. Uh, yes. Tends to do what I call hashtag Star Wars humor shots. I'm down for that. I know some toy photographers are like, eh, they're they're above that shit. I I love the wonky stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I just this is just such a perfectly done franchise crossover and then a mashup of a figure or yeah. two figures. It seems like his most recent, his last three shots are all of like Doc Brown mashups. So I like the direction. <laughs> I like the direction. Well, yeah, there there's a toy collector and photographer that actually, when they get the toy, they open up the new toy and they actually get imaginative with it instead of buying them and letting them sit in boxes like i tend to do these days there you go so <laughs> it's my favorite uh, way to collect spend lots of money then look at the boxes sitting on your floor look how pretty they look inside of their casing <laughs> uh so at alan rappa r-a-p-p-a on instagram with the fantastic mashup i love it love the doc brown making his way into star wars um next up this is at the figure holocron on ig and this is just a really solid portrait shot. Yeah. Yep. 
of dark side Anakin. So this is, you know, Vader before his suit. So you see, you only get half of his face, but it's, it is enough to show you the menacing visage of what could have been of a fully formed Darth Vader without all the suit. So you this see, is, the, this is Palpatine's dream guy yeah. right here. This is what Palpatine wanted. This is what he saw in little Anakin on that boo during the celebration. This is what he, th- this is the enforcer he dreamed of until the high ground. Yeah. So you see half of his face, but you get to see that Sith, like we were talking about before, that red orange eye, that Sith eye, the scar going down Anakin's face. And then he's got a, a cloak kind of pulled up over his head. And I could just see like, this is him kind of like sitting down, stewing on Mustafar after he just fucking cut like, he's still in that control room after he just cut down the fucking separatist leaders and just has that menacing, like, killer look on yeah, his it's face. Just, it's man. a damn good portrait. I mean, I, I, I've never done a portrait this close up. It's something that I may even want to start trying. But thanks to last week, Jason B. Michaels got my ass using a 50 millimeter again, which really does. For those Shame. of you that do shoot, it doesn't matter what you're shooting, toys or people. Going from a 100 millimeter fix to a 50 millimeter fix definitely... <laughs> Uh, opens up the scene, if you will, in terms of how much more shit I need to throw in there because you have a much more wide-angle approach to the scene. But, hey, it was fun. I, I, I took his challenge. He said, use 50 millimeter, you piece of shit. And I did it. <laughs> Dude, I like this shot. Uh, I like the BTS that you posted of the uh, of the Anakin Ahsoka, like the, the season seven Clone Wars shot. Uh, it does give a good a good idea of like oh, what you're, you're talking doing to on get those angles. Haywood yeah, Pop, on, on right. your stuff. Got you. On your stuff, yeah. I, like I try that. to. I mean, I'm not like... I don't purposely not share BTS because, you know, I don't want anyone to find out my shitty secrets. <laughs> it's more... Once I get going, I get into a zone, I just fucking forget. Yeah. <laughs> like, I literally forget to just take a quick snap or video of my setup. Not that any of them are ultimately impressive, but... It's just, a, you know, you get in a zone, I call yeah. it. And once I'm in the zone, I know I got to stay there or I'll, you know, let all of my insecurities kick in. And before you know it, I'll be throwing $100 figures off of walls and cursing <laughs> inanimate objects as if they are real and care what I'm saying to them. There you go. But yeah, back to the figure holocron. Um, I mean, he is he, he is a very, you know, uh, very focused on the portrait style shots. Um, and you can see that, you know, his, his main focus is kind of like, he, he's got, you know, hot toys, Anakin, Obi-Wan, uh, Vader doing a lot of setups with those. So, um, good stuff there at the figure holocron. Amen. The final entry into the top five this week. So give him a follow. And that brings us to Matt's top one this week. So Matt hit us with your top one. This one here. I I love this shot. This Uh, shot is fucking phenomenal by the way. And it's, it's, it's different. Uh, it didn't get a lot of love on at Tank Toys' own page or our page because sometimes people don't like different. Yes. But what we're looking at here, I'll try to describe for the radio audience. At Tank Toys has created a, a scene. It's got a little Toy Story feel to it, right, Nick? Yes. Uh, but we're essentially looking at Tank's desk. And on his desk, he's got Star Wars Rebels, the, the art of the series book. But what you see is that the World Between Worlds portal has been opened on the book's cover, 
and lo and behold, the characters of Star Wars Rebels have come out of the book, fallen out of the book, and are now in our world, kind of like Indian in the cupboard. I was going to say Indian in the cupboard, dude. I was going to make that. On, on Tank Toy's desk, and you got Ezra's, he's kind of looking around. You got, you know, Zeb's checking on Sabine. Chopper's probably yelling at Ezra like he always does. Kanan's picking up Hera, who probably, you know, maybe fell over as she came to life coming out of the book but even just in the background it's like tank made sure to have some uh, rebels concept art up there he's got you know family pictures little notes just to sell the real world aspect (laughs) of the photo yeah Uh, but it is it's very toy story more like nick said indian in the cupboard because it is your ear it's a live action setting with real toys that have come to life in the creator's room office whatever you want to call it Um, so I just, I think it's a brilliant idea. I think it's a well-executed shot, right? I love the dark lighting. I like the accents of the world between worlds. And, and I just, I I like the posing, the, the, the posing in conjunction with the idea and the execution does tell a story without words. And and as we talked with Jason last week, that is it. That's what Mm -hmm. we're all shooting for. You know you got a winner when when you can just post it with no caption and everyone will be able to figure out what is going on. Yes, the story you're trying to tell. So, yeah, that's beautiful job at Tank Toys there. I just love it. I mean, Tank is another one of those artists that's been plagued by, I think, the the algorithm. Yeah. Uh, Just high-quality shots that don't move the meter for one reason or the other. I, I know lately... IG's been stingier than ever. I don't pay as much attention as I used to. You know, I mean, I'd get on the show every week and be like, oh, whoa, it's me. Nobody likes me. Instagram <laughs> sucks. It, it got old. I just, I don't give a fuck anymore. I, I might post two or times, two or three times a week at most. And that's fine. That's, that's what my IG life has become. But Tank's always been one of those accounts that I feel kind of got bit with the bad IG juju early on. And it, it, it's hard to overcome, but yeah. Uh, definitely well worth a follow so at tank toys on instagram um, great stuff sometimes post bts does a lot of custom dios uh just just a really good toy photographer all around absolutely so uh usually we would close out the show here but That's now right. we're gonna go like, back you're teasing and- me man this is a dick tease i was uh, getting all ready to be like do our- <laughs> We're done with that shit for another week, thank God. <laughs> but no, we still got one thing to right. bring up, and that is our most recent battles right. from our battle right. bracket. Um, so first up, we got the the battle between number four, Emperor Palpatine, and number 13, Phoenix, a.k.a. Jean Grey. And this one was kind of a stomp. And really, I was expecting it to be a little closer, but maybe there are people out there who just don't like Jean Grey, not familiar with her full suite of powers as the Phoenix. Uh, but this one broke out to be 66% for Palp, 34% for Phoenix. We can already see the numbers on the votes dropping after that first round. Uh, <laughs> 65 votes for Palp, 33 for Phoenix. Is anyone else starting to figure out why sometimes Nick and I question why what we're doing with our lives? <laughs> yeah, I mean, last week, so this was the voting numbers from last week. The first one's up, so we had... Uh, we had 183 votes for Anakin versus Torch, and we had a hundred and actually we had 233 votes for Thor versus Maul. 
Right. This and week, we, we almost have 10,000 followers. Yeah. Like, and, 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 and don't even give me that algorithm shit. This is in the fucking story. This is in people. the story. So you just got to look at the stories. Um, so in this week, we got 98 total votes for Palp versus oh Phoenix. God. It's dead. Uh, it's so fucking six, dead at this point, dude. 65 votes for Palp and then 33 for Phoenix. Um, notable voters on either side. Let's see if I can find any here. So we have um so pictures by r2d2 who was in our fan responses for for these are palpatine voters i think we i have, did palp but i did that just because i'm a star wars homer yeah, and i didn't yeah. want to that's what uh, i feel like may be happening here i feel like if it's if it's in a marvel versus star wars matchup i feel like star wars may always win even though they may not actually yeah, win it right um toy box photography ripic tan eku rory voted for the palp uh, from the Outer Rim, Press Pause, Dad Fett, um, Matt Haywood Pop, he voted. Um, <laughs> and then there we go. So and then our notable Phoenix voters, the ones who I probably would have voted for. I actually I did me that Nick C. There you go. Voted for Phoenix. Hey, Nick actually got on social media. Good job, yeah. buddy. <laughs> um, all of Greg's alt accounts, which I think is just continuing to grow. I think Greg now has six votes. If he lived in the United States, he would be in jail. Um, he voted for the uh, Phoenix. Lima 4, Stormtrooper Pete Klondike, Sir Dork. I'm wearing Sir Dork's shirt today. I know you can't really see it because of my camera angle. Sir Dork uh, voted for the Phoenix. Uh, Scion, action figure snaps, bat 2797, yeah, Baron so, Black. Series. I mean, some of the some of the regulars went yeah. with Phoenix. They're on there for the Phoenix, but I really do feel like Phoenix would just like melt Palpatine. I don't even think it would be a, a contest. Because Yeah, you could you could probably only argue that they would be on somewhat even footing if he reached Sith Eternal Emperor. Like he yeah, does like at if the end he of was Tross. He, yeah, like if he was like again like i say it's like the most powerful version of themselves and you could argue that like sith eternal emperor palpatine at the end of tross may give phoenix a good run for their money but man it that would be close if you have eternal emperor yeah. palp versus phoenix it would be close but i mean like gene gray was literally like if you saw the end of x-men 3 and i know like people hated x-men 3 but she was just like disintegrating people with her mind like it wasn't even it wasn't any like she was just people yeah, were you just get, disintegrating. Um, you get some more Phoenix. I know it's Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix, you, and you get yeah. more of that in the actual Dark, Dark Phoenix, Phoenix movie. movie. Not that it's great, but you definitely get better uh, indications as to how powerful Gene could get with the Phoenix. Yeah, um, I mean, who knows? Maybe I put these polls out at a bad time because, like we're saying. I like I was like losing Instagram access and then getting it back at certain like so um anyway so Palpatine moves on so the next battle is Wolverine versus Hulk so this is our first all one way battle so far oh, in the bracket no. and uh so it, 64% for Wolvie 36 for Hulk so 109 total votes 70 for Wolvie 39 for Hulk that's and a beatdown, man. I was a whole I mean, I was a Wolverine voter for sure. Because I think that like for me, like I think that if it is just kind of like breaks out into a stalemate, then like eventually Hulk just goes back banner and he can't win. And then Wolverine, like his whole body is you can't like people are like, well, you can rip him apart. It's like, can you though? Because like 
his whole skeleton is adamantium. I don't know if you'd be able to like pull that apart. I don't know how that works, but um, notable Wolvie voters, aside from myself, would be Miss Geeky Superman Gem. would still kick both of their asses. I don't know, man. I think like, <laughs> I, like I, in my opinion, like nobody can beat Wolverine. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, <laughs> but th- there's been like, I mean, there, there's like an awesome fan-made CG short of Hulk versus Superman. Oh yeah. That's where I said like it, it, the the fight just almost always keeps going because the angrier the Hulk gets, the more powerful he gets. So the more Superman's beaten on him, uh, the more power, but I'd still be like, Oh, just fucking take him out to space and throw him into the sun game. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's what you would do if you were Superman. Same thing with Wolverine. The the, the fucking core of the sun is going to melt that vibranium. The vibranium was melted somehow to form it into a skeleton. So So that is very uh, true. Uh, but whatever, like I said, I don't, it's the end of the show. I don't want to go down uh-huh. these fucking dorky rabbit holes. I love, I love nerd arguments, but not right now. Yeah. We're both tight. We're two and a half hours in. I'm, I'm well out. Like I said, I'm reevaluating my life in this show anyways. So we need to get the fuck out of here. Um, so yeah, so let's just do notable Hulk voters since they, they were the losers. We have, <laughs> um, Brittany and the beast. All of Greg's accounts, which is uh, five at this ca- at this point. Um, How does Greg name him too? Is it like Gregu snaps one? Gregu no, snaps two? SWT asshole. SWT assholes for life. Ball bags <laughs> down under. SWT hats, and then his very own account. Yeah, and, and I know I, that I he has think a Greg fake likes account. us anymore, but I'm yeah. glad he at least votes still. Thank you. And Greg. I and I know he has a fake account for me that is that period Nick period C. Period, I think. Uh, so Greg, in all of his accounts, voted what a ding for dong. <laughs> he, he's a crazy guy. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's it. So, um, so that means with these two battles down, that our our round two fight here is going to be Emperor Palpatine versus Wolverine. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm interested to see how that plays out. And our next two battles up will be Scarlet Witch versus Rey and Captain Marvel versus Magneto. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, Palpatine could essentially use Magneto's trick on Wolverine and just keep him suspended in midair. Right? With just, the force? Just, just hold yeah, him just there? just force hold him because that's all Magneto's doing is just pinning him with his metal. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. Because, yeah, I mean, technically with the Force, you could just be like, hey, I'm holding you here. Uh, and I don't know how he would break that. But, yeah, we'll see how the voters play this one out. But Are there the midichlorians in Vibranium, Nick? There could be. There could be some. Um, <laughs> but that's the end of the you battle bracket you updates. Could, you could get so fucking like nerdtastic with these fights like yeah i mean that, like that's like the problem with star wars vor- like versus other things is like like it's just hard because it's like well they got the force they could just hold them there so that's it you could just like put them underwater and then just <laughs> drown him it's like okay yeah i get it and that's why it can be like not fun to do those um anyway well, don't worry based on uh the type of attrition we get here you won't you probably won't even have to end this battle bracket so we, yeah <laughs> probably just kill it and no one's gonna give a fuck we'll see um anyway that's the end of the battle bracket updates that's the end of the show so matt take us to the dance and take us out of here all right my friend sorry no uh no man titty dancing today well i guess i'll wave them at you if i had tassels on right now they'd be 
flicking around. Circles. But that's because it's the end of the Star Wars Time show, which means we got to go over to StarWarsTime.net. Doing like some Jack Black 80s cartoon intros right there. Uh, but in all seriousness, thank you for listening to the latest episode of Star Wars Time Show or watching it on the live stream. And uh, how can you get involved if you're new to this little program? Well, we like to direct those of you that are fresh listeners to the Star Wars Time Show over to StarWarsTime.net because it does load at least 80% of the time. But that's not why you're going there. You're not going there to see how shitty of a website it is. You're going there to get informed. You'll be informed on our content, the topics we're going to be talking about this week. You would have got my, my Bad Batch breakdown before we broke it down on the cast. How is that for service? The Kenobi post was on StarWarsTime.net. But more importantly... If you need to get subscribed up to any of the platforms we're on, and oh, are we on a lot of them, you can find the information over at StarWarsTime.net. So just go over there, browse to it. It works on mobile devices. That's right. We pay our web developer well. But once you're over there, you can scroll around, look at the stuff, look at the pictures, look at the ads, click on the ads because, hey, we love half a penny. And that's about all we get from them. But also, you can find our Apple podcast link, our Google podcast link, the Spotify podcast link. Is that not enough? How about Pandora? How about iHeart? How about Stitcher? How about TuneIn and Deezer? We've got them all. We also have YouTube. That's what we're doing the live stream on. It's like magic. We use the force to broadcast our moving faces across the ether to Google digital video platform. But you need to be a subscriber to watch. So search for Star Wars Time Show on YouTube or just go to StarWarsTime.net and use the handy dandy link in the right sidebar. And right is the opposite of left for those of you that are challenged with directions. If you happen to be on a mobile device, that link may be down the page a bit. We believe in one column only on mobile. Scroll, 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 and you will find the promised land. But seriously, spread this word. Let's get more people involved. Numbers are declining, which means my, uh, my interest is declining. You've heard it before. You know why I do this. It's not for Star Wars. It's not to talk to Nick. It's to make myself feel like people like me. So much so that they want to interact with my stupid words on a weekly basis and my stupid posts on a weekly basis. So let's keep it going. It gets a little frustrating sometimes when numbers aren't quite there, when participation's not quite there. Support your dudes. We're not asking for money yet, but it may get down to it. You never know. We got to live. We got to eat. Remember, Nick is basically homeless and his girlfriend just lets him live there. All right. So think about the Star Wars time show, boys. The next time you talk about Star Wars, because there's always time for Star Wars time. And you got to let other fans know. Clue them in. Tell them it's a secret club. Just don't tell them that we suck. All right? Let them figure that out for themselves. Because it'd be great to have more fans of the show. Because you know, I know, and Nick knows that if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you. Always. Always. <laughs>